This program is brought to you by the Genesis Communications Network, a world leader in talk radio since 1998. Visit GCNlive.com today. They're here. Tech Night Owl Live, the show for PC users who can handle the truth. And now, here's your host, Gene Steinberg. This week on the Tech Night Owl Live, we'll feature once again Kirk McElhern, the iTunes guy, and then a little bit later, Brian Schaffen of the Mac Observer will regale us with all sorts of new information. All this and more on the Tech Night Owl Live. As we were talking to Kirk last week, he was telling us about his brand new car. This week, just as we started, there's a knock on the door. And it's not the CIA with the results of their hacking of his car. It is a brand new hard drive. Why do we even get hard drives anymore, Kirk? Well, I kind of wish that we didn't have to use hard drives. Uh, I mean, solid-state drives, SSDs, are infinitely more reliable because they have no moving parts. They're smaller. They use less power. But they're only affordable at small um, capacities. So my iMac and my MacBook each have 256 gigabyte SSDs or 250 or whatever they measure them as. But I have a large music collection and I have a lot of videos that I've ripped from DVDs and Blu-rays. And my media disc, which was four terabytes, was nearly full. On top of that, my media disc was about five years old. Now, I don't trust hard drives more than a few years, and I'm actually surprised that I let this one get as old as it was. So it, it was time for me to replace this disc plus my backup disc, because not only do I have all this media, but I have two backups of it, and re-rationalize all of my data storage. Um, I have a number of disks with different things on them. Um, some of them are two terabyte disks, and some of them are four terabyte disks. And I found what's a really good eight terabyte disc it's called the seagate backup plus hub eight terabyte usb 3.0 desktop and i won't read the rest of the title on amazon it certainly falls um, from your tongue in such a clean it, it, simple fashion it goes trippingly on the tongue well, shakespeare you of course live said. near stratford on avon so you can do the shakespeare yes. stuff Yes, I should try and read this in iambic pentameter, but it's not really written the right way. Anyway, this drive sells for 220 pounds here in the UK. I think it's about the same in dollars, 220 in the US. I bought one of them the other day, and I started copying my media. And it has two important elements that I want in a hard drive, just an external hard drive. It's relatively fast. I was getting copies at about 80 to 90 megabytes per second, which is pretty good. And it is quiet. I mean, it is so quiet. It's sitting on my desk right now, temporarily. I'm going to put it in a shelf um, to the side of my desk. But it's sitting on my desk right now, and I can't hear it. Now, if you remember remember back in the day when we had computers that had fans, I remember my Performa 6400. It was so loud that I actually built a cube of wood around it, but it was open in the back, so there was enough airflow. I mean, it was incredibly loud. And over the years, these things have gotten quieter, but I really, really hate that kind of noise in my office. I mean, my home office is relatively quiet. So all of my disk drive units are fanless, but some of them, the drives make noise. They hiss and they have that little 
crunching noise when they're spinning. And this new drive here, it is the quietest drive I've ever had. Um, so I'm very delighted with it. And just now Amazon delivered a second one for me, um, which I'm going to use for backups. And I'll probably get a third one to replace or add to my existing time machine backup drive. Is it a single mechanism for eight? Yeah, it is. Wow. It's relatively recent that eight terabyte drives have become affordable. Um, it's only in the past six months or, or a year or so. Uh, previously, I, I was uh, the biggest I ever bought before was a four terabyte. Um, some companies make five terabyte drives. And I think you can get sixes, but this is the first time I've seen an eight that's that's really um, priced affordably. I mean, it's less expensive than two four terabyte drives, um, which here naked four terabyte drives are about 125 pounds. So that would be the equivalent of 250 pounds. On top of it, this is in an enclosure. And it's actually cheaper than buying a naked eight terabyte drive. And I have no idea why they do that. Okay. Now, this is interesting about hard drive longevity. As you say, three, four, five years, quite a bit. And I was thinking about that now. I have two external backup drives. One of them is a two terabyte Toshiba drive. It's USB 3, I suppose. And it may have cost me a hundred and change, I forget. I've had that for probably a year and a half now. I have a second drive, an old LaC drive, that I bought with a new iMac in 2009. Now, the only thing it does... That's it doesn't, really old. I wouldn't trust that. No, I wouldn't. It actually is only used once a day for one of my clone backups. Okay, that's not bad. That's not bad. No, it's not rarely used for any other reason. So it's probably okay. I will probably get a new one this year. Maybe someday I'll be able to get one and two terabyte solid state drives affordably. Wouldn't that be nice? It would. And, and frankly, we need you know bigger than that. And, and I think it's coming in a few years. Um, but for now, we just have to deal with what we can afford, which is, you know, th this drive is basically what? It's probably the price of a one terabyte SSD. Now, I, I don't think we really need SSDs for backups. Um, we don't even need it for media files. You only really need it for, for, for your boot drive, where you're going to be reading and writing a lot of files. So my music drive, you know, I listen to music pretty much every day. And I'm adding stuff, removing stuff. So it does get a lot of work on it. And, and I was, as I said, I was surprised to find that it was five years old. Um, but there would be no advantage to having an SSD other than a smaller size and less power used and, and you know, total um, quietness. But there's no justification to spend that kind of money for a drive that's just going to sit there. And, and when I hear people who want to put like a one or two terabyte drive in an iMac, I'm always surprised because you could put a 256 or a 512, and then you could buy, hey, one of these 8-terabyte external drives um, and have so much more storage than you would for the same cost of a 1-terabyte um, drive if you buy it from Apple. Okay, I'm looking here at Amazon the U.S. Seagate Expansion 8-terabyte desktop external hard drive, USB 3.0, $199.99. That's not the same. So mine is the Seagate Backup Plus Hub. Okay. Um, and 
It's got a cool feature. It's got two USB 3 ports on the front that you can use to charge things. And I'm not sure if you can use them to actually transfer data. Um, it says you can use them to charge. Uh, I don't have the box close enough to, to check it out. Okay, so Seagate Backup Plus Hub 8 terabyte external desktop hard drive 224. Right. Is that the one? Yeah. Yes, with two yeah, that's it. ports in front. Right. Okay. So if, if you leave cheap. it on your desktop, you know, it gives bad. you two USB ports. If you leave it on your desk, it gives you two USB ports. They also have a pure Mac version for $5 yeah. more in white. Yeah, and so all that is is it's formatted in Mac format. Um, this comes in NTFS, which is a Windows format. You just open Disk Utility and you format it for the Mac. It's it's really not worth paying the five dollars more unless you want the white model instead of the black. You know, if you want to make your desk look nice, five dollars. Who cares? The point being here is I think about that two hundred twenty nine dollars to one hundred twenty four dollars, whatever. And now I think of the first hard drive I put on a Macintosh in right. 1989 or 1988 yep. or something like that, 100 megabytes for $1,200. Yep. But I yep. agree with you. I, this I, this eight-year-old Lassie has got to go to the sea. Yeah. Um, well, if you look back... Apple hasn't sold any hard disks for a long time. I, I have the app um, Mac Tracker, which lists everything Apple's ever sold. Um, the last hard drive they sold was introduced in 1986 and discontinued in 89. It was the Apple hard disk 20SC, 40SC, 80SC. So I'm assuming that was 20 megabytes, 40 megabytes, and 80 megabytes. Remember, this is 1986. And the smallest one, the 20 megabytes, was 1299. The 80 megabytes was 3199. Boy, time flies when you're having fun. More to come with Gene and Kirk on the Tech Night Out Live. <laughs> Neighbors, I want to tell you about my favorite graphics app. It's the award-winning Graphic Converter. You know, Graphic Converter is the universal genius for photo editing on your Mac. Join over one and a half million loyal users for this Swiss Army Knife photo editing app. It gives you all you expect from a top-flight image editing app with tons of features. And most important, it's easy to use. It's also far less expensive than that other app that you can only get by subscription. You know, the one I'm talking about. What's more, you can get 20% off with your order right now. So write this down to learn about Graphic Converter. Go to www.lemkesoft.de slash gene. Let me spell that. www.lemkesoft.de slash gene. Have you checked your Google search results lately? Search results are usually the first impression that people form of you or your business. So make sure that they create a positive impression with ReputationDefender.com. What the Internet says about you can have a big impact on your life and your livelihood, even if it's not true. Fortunately, you can now control how you look online and in online search results with ReputationDefender.com. Call 800-831-0771 now. That's 800-831-0771 for your free reputation. 
reputation analysis. If you have negative material from an ex-employee, upset patient, or former client, newspaper article, legal issue, social media, or other source showing up in your search results, you can combat it with reputationdefender.com. Our dedicated experts in patented technology can help make your online search results look their best. Call 800-831-0771 to learn more. 800-831-0771. That's 800-831-0771. Or visit reputationdefender.com. Are you looking to become more self-sufficient? Then you need to have your own energy source. The Solark EMP hardened generator is automatic, maintenance-free, and reduces your monthly electric bill. You can also take it off-grid when you go camping. Contact PortableSolarLLC.com or call for details at 972-575-8875 today. Portable Solar LLC gives you everything you need to start using solar energy in less than one hour. Solark EMP hardened solar generator energy insurance. For your family or business, call Portable Solar LLC today. Hello. Hello, I'm Mike Lindell, the inventor of my pillow. And like all of you out there, I had problems sleeping. Pillows would go flat. I would flip-flop all night long. I would wake up with a sore neck, maybe a headache, or feel like I needed a nap even though I slept eight hours. When I invented my pillow, I wanted it to where you can move the patented fill to give you the exact support you need as an individual, regardless of sleep position. My pillow will get you into that deep REM sleep faster and you will stay there longer. It's not about how much time we spend in bed, it's about how much of that quality sleep we get. I do all of my own manufacturing right here in the United States. I have a 10-year warranty. You can wash and dry my pillow, and I give you a 60-day money-back guarantee so you have nothing to lose. And here's my best offer ever. You can buy one of my pillows and get one absolutely free. Go to MyPillow.com or call 800-870-0305 and use promo code GCN. That's MyPillow.com or 800-870-0305 with promo code GCN. Maybe not today, maybe not tomorrow, but soon you'll need a plan and place to survive. Forget bunkers. You're not a live underground gopher. You need survivalist camps, the ultimate fully functional off-the-grid mobile survival bug out house that's well-equipped and custom-built to outlast any other RV or trailer. Bold statement, you bet. See them now at survivalistcamps.com. That's survivalistcamps.com. Trust your family's survival to survivalistcamps.com. We'd like to hear from you. If you have a comment or question about the Tech Night Owl Live, please send it to news at technightowl.com. That's news at technightowl.com. If you'd like to discuss today's show with fellow night owls, visit our community forums at forum.technightowl.com. That's forum.technightowl.com. Now, I don't need eight terabytes. Okay, I don't have the music library you do, Kirk McElhern. But I looked at the model with four terabyte storage for the Mac. Okay, one nineteen ninety nine. Yeah. As soon as I have a spare piece of change here, I think I'll get one of these. The lessee has got to go. Yeah. It really has to go, and this would be fine. Yep. And as I said, it's incredibly quiet. And it's fast. It's a 7,200 RPM drive, whereas most of the ones I have are, I think, 5,400 or 5,900, because there's that sort of middle speed that they make. I, I actually have two WD MyBook Thunderbolt devices. So one of them was two times two terabytes, and the other is two times four terabytes. And, and you see, if you frankly, start doing very- this, people's eyes will glaze over. 
So leave it alone here. But I think, you know, if you really want to back up drive, that makes a lot of sense. I'm looking at the specs and everything. Go along with what Kirk says. Okay, let's just make it simple. We're not going to worry about all the other fine things because it's just going to get completely crazy. And we're already crazy, aren't we, Kirk? Speak for yourself, Gene. I I do most of the time because nobody will speak for me. Let's go to some other subjects here. I know you get into security here. And what did you think of the announcement of the WikiLeaks disclosure of what the CIA is doing? That they're able to have the tools there to break into iPhones, a lot more to Android phones. Also, they broke into the QNX software from BlackBerry. And if you haven't heard of QNX, it's the operating system that is used in many cars. So now they can break into your car, Kirk. Well, um, I've read a few things about this, and it's really not clear that they actually did break into all those things. I really have nothing to say about it in the absence of what seems to be really serious information. There have been a number of articles that have suggested that this was all bogus, that they didn't break into all these things, that they didn't have access, that not all these vulnerabilities existed at all. Well, you think it's exaggerated? What is it? Now, Apple says they have fixed most of what they claim are the security flaws that they're aware of. There are certainly some security flaws, but it's not obvious whether these security flaws are as serious as this leak said. The the leak cited a number of apps, and I don't remember what they are, but these are all like text apps that are considered to be secure with end-to-end encryption, and it said that they were cracked. Well, security people came out afterwards and said, no, they're not cracked. I would defer to the people who know more about security at that level. I mean, I know a fair amount about Mac security in general, but the the kind of stuff we're talking about here, you know, state-run cracking vulnerabilities and things, that goes a bit above my pay grade. Above many people's pay grade. Now, WikiLeaks supposedly is offering to work with the companies to help them deal with these vulnerabilities, but I don't know if anyone really wants to. <laughs> I don't think anyone's going to. Yeah. No, that would surprise me. Uh, I, I don't think anyone trusts them at all. So. Well, to make you more paranoid, though, about the car, a few weeks back we had our friendly neighborhood ethical hacker, Dr. Timothy Summers, on the Tech Night Out Live, and he told us how you can get a gadget for maybe $30 to break into your car. So once you get your brand spanking new 2017 Toyota Yaris Hybrid, somebody can come over and, you know, if they watch you, I think that's part of it to clone the the key fob. You have to be using it or something. And they clone your key fob from a distance and then they can break into your car. Well, I would assume the key fob... What does it use? Radio frequency transmission? It's, it can't be Bluetooth because you can unlock a car from further away than that. Um, Bluetooth is limited to about 30 feet. Uh, I mean, I've heard about this. I've got insurance on my car. I'm really not going to worry about someone stealing my car like that. Right. Yeah, I think the thing he said is the best way to protect yourself is don't use the remote key fob too far from the car. Be right up at the car. So this way... I guess you can see people around you. So if you have a car, for example, where you can press the key fob from 10, 15 feet away to open the trunk, so you're coming with your shopping cart from the supermarket, you're all ready to go. Don't do that. Just come up to the car and open it. Yeah, I guess if you're in a supermarket um, or some other parking lot, 
you'd worry about it. I wouldn't worry about it where I live here. Well, you live in the country there, so it doesn't matter. I live on a farm, technically. Yeah. Wow. Let's yeah. pass the security here. I want to ask you about this because this is a subject that always comes up. I'll read the story, and you've probably heard of this because we know how Apple is stingy about giving information for repairs to third parties. And the headlines from Apple Insider. Apple lobbies against right to repair proposal in Nebraska. Now, several states have this already. And what it means is technically, if you go to the guy over at the Walmart who fixes iPhones and Android phones and he'll replace your display or he'll replace something, Apple can't void your warranty if you did that. You know, that's what right to repair is. Then you shouldn't have to be locked into that. And also the Apple has to give or make available the repair manuals and everything. Yeah, it, it, that's what's more complicated. Didn't Apple come out and recently say that soon or with the next iPhone, your warranty won't be, void, be voided if you get a screen repaired by a third-party company? Um, I think it is a very big problem because Apple repairs are extremely expensive. There's no reason why we should be locked into repairing something by Apple, particularly if you have something that's out of warranty. But the thing um, is also interesting here, it's also a matter of convenience. So maybe you live in a town, there's no Apple store nearby, there's no authorized dealer, and now you've got a cracked iPhone. But the guy at the Walmart, you know, they rent space from Walmart or something, or there's a small store in a mall, <clears throat> and they'll fix your screen. And I don't know what the charge is, whatever, $100. Say it's $100 to replace your display. I don't know where they get these parts, though which is even more interesting. But assuming they have parts that are compatible and you walk in there and you don't have to send it off somewhere. You know, you go off shopping, you hand them the phone, you come back an hour later, whatever it is, you hand them $100, you go home. Now, if they damage your iPhone or iPad in doing that repair, they're responsible to make it right. Otherwise, if everything works, who cares who does it? That Apple really needs to earn that money from selling you iPhone displays? Yeah, it's... There's two ways to look at it. One is to say that Apple is telling you, well, we want your repairs to be as good as possible, so we're going to repair it. Otherwise, we can't guarantee that the repair is going to be good and you're going to be disappointed in your iPhone if you get a bad repair. On the other hand, Apple's charging twice as much, if not more, for a repair if you're out of warranty, if you don't have Apple Care, etc., and it's just a little bit it's just a little bit unfair that you don't have that option to get repairs from someone else. Let's cover this in more detail. Kirk McElhern on the right to repair. I'm Gene Steinberger in the Tech Night How Live. listening to GCN. Visit GCNlive.com today. 
use cell phones against our heads every day. But now, a landmark U.S. government study confirms increased health risks from exposure to EMF radiation emitted from these devices. The time to protect yourself is now. The solution is Defender Shield. Proudly made in the USA, Defender Shield blocks virtually 100% of EMF radiation emitted from cell phones, tablets, and laptops. Buy now at DefenderShield.com. Use discount code DEFENDER for 10% off. DefenderShield.com, the worldwide leader in EMF radiation protection. Did you know there's a new group of water contaminants with unknown health effects? These emerging contaminants lurking in your water may include prescription over-the-counter drugs and new types of herbicides and pesticides. ProPure's improved Pro1G2.0 filter meets NSF 401 standards to help reduce these emerging contaminants. To find out more, visit your authorized ProPure dealer or ProPureUSA.com. That's P-R-O-P-U-R-U-S-A.com. Have you ever thought you'd like to flip houses but didn't know how or where to get the money? Are you ready to be your own boss so you can start living the good life? Hi, I'm Preston Neely. I used to be so broke. I had my electricity turned off nine times, but I figured out a way to quit my job and find financial freedom in real estate. For a limited time, I want to send you a free copy of my smash hit selling book, How to Get Rich in Real Estate. It shows you how to copy exactly what I did so you can make money from the comfort of your own home without even doing any manual labor. I've already given away 5,000 books and they're going fast. To get one before they're gone, call one 800 958 6936. Listen, if you're sick and tired of stressing about money, this book could change your life. It's short, fun to read, easy to understand, and awesome. To find out how to get your free book while supplies last, call 1-800-958-6936. Call 1-800-958-6936. 1-800-958-6936. What would your life be like if you woke up each morning with new vitality, feeling better than you have in years, and you noticed a difference in your sleeping patterns, blood sugar levels, and had a sense of well-being overall? There's something that is changing thousands of people's lives, and you could be one of them. It's called Heart and Body Extract. Sharon Harris, co-creator of Heart and Body Extract, talks about the positive effects of Heart and Body Extract. What happens with the formula Heart and Body Extract is it's giving the body the necessary vitamins, minerals, amino acids, enzymes, and phytonutrients so, so the body will heal itself. And yes, the body does have the ability to balance blood pressure, balance cholesterol, clean and unclog the arteries. It can also work on uh, balance the circulation for diabetics. So the body is an amazing thing. It simply needs some help so it has the tools to heal itself. Heart and body extract gets results. To order your two-month supply, call now, toll-free at 866-295-5305. Order online at hbextract.com. Hi, this is Ron Paul. I am a former congressman, physician, and presidential candidate. The world is in turmoil. Things like Ebola, earthquakes, wars, and famines are commonplace. As Americans, we are largely sheltered from these events. However, in parts of the world, just having enough food is a huge problem. For some of us, there is the nagging thought that we may not always have it so good. So we keep some food on hand just in case. My family and I have found a product that helps us do this better. It's a home freeze dryer from Harvest Right. With it, we eat healthier and store a little more food. We freeze-dry everything we love to eat, and it lasts up to 25 years. Who knows what the future will bring? One thing's certain, my family and I will always have food on the table. To learn more, go to HarvestRight.com or call 800-763-5999. That's HarvestRight.com or 800-763-5999.
Live with Gene Steinberg. It's the Tech Night Owl. Because you never know what's going to happen next. So we continue with the right to repair. And as I said, it's very simple. It's whether or not Apple can void your warranty because you had your iPhone or device fixed by somebody else. And as I said, if there is damage to the product, the person who fixed it would have to be responsible for that. That's part of the normal product warranty of anything that you buy. So that's not Apple's problem. If you choose to go to somebody else and that somebody else does a bad repair, well, you bring it back to them and you say, make it right or give me my money back or something. If they damage another component, if they scratch your iPhone, they scratch the case of your iPad, that's not Apple's responsibility. It's the responsibility of the repair shop. Why should they even be involved? And if someone is willing to pay them money for repair manuals or even to buy parts, What's the big deal there? I mean, with cars, it's kind of weird, too, because a lot of cars have these computer terminals. But usually that stuff's available. Well, with cars, don't you need a specific a specific software to read the diagnostic information from the car? Yes, I guess you do. I don't know a lot about it, except that, for example, my sister-in-law has an older BMW. Lucky for her. And she was having some weird problems with it. And she took it over to the local car wash that does oil changes. And they have a mechanic over there. And he plugs it into his terminal. He knew everything. I mean, he couldn't get her the parts because she'd have to go to a a shop that, you know, handles BMWs or something. She didn't have to go to the BMW dealer and pay a lot of money. But he was able to look on the computer and know exactly what part was going wrong it was the spark plugs misfiring so i kind of assume here that with most cars most mechanics ought to be able to plug into their terminals and at least read what's going on they may not be able to get the parts but a a few years ago when i was living in france i had a friend who had a teenage son who was thinking of being an auto mechanic and he was explaining how expensive it is to be able to access that information on different cars, that you've got to pay each brand for either the hardware or the software or something. Now, maybe that's changed since then. This is six or eight years ago. Maybe there is a sort of universal type software that can read it. I don't know what he used, and I really didn't ask him, and I suspect he didn't know. But I saw him do it with my sister-in-law there. He just plugged it in, he had a complete readout. I didn't say, hey, that's a BMW. How did you do that? Did you buy the parts? I expect that a lot of the information is available to third-party dealers. And it may be different in Europe than it is in the USA. So I can't even begin to account for it. But getting back to Apple and the right to repair, I understand You know, it's a twofold argument here. Well, the repairs may not be good. But they may not be good if you go to your Apple-authorized repair shop. The key here is... Apple ought to decide, you know what, if you want to buy these parts, we'll make them available to any dealer and we'll give them basic information. I guess they feel that you should be authorized. But at some point in time, it's a retail product that you buy 
And if you want to buy a screen, heck, you want maybe you want to replace it yourself. I want to buy a display for my iPhone. I'm a trained technician. I'll do it myself. I'll buy the parts from iFixit, the repair tools, and I'll call Apple and the Apple dealer will sell me the part. I mean, if I am a car service shop and I want a BMW or a Volkswagen part, I go to the dealer, the parts room will sell me those parts. You know, they'll have a special price for service shops. It's different. And, And I don't actually know why Apple has the right to refuse to sell those parts. Obviously, the number of parts in an iPhone, uh, there are quite a few parts and they're small. And it's not as simple as a car where you've got lots of parts that are big, you know, from spark plugs to brake shoes to axles and oil pans and everything. And and a car is meant to last longer than an iPhone. So uh, I I don't think it's entirely comparable, but I think that the principle, I I would say it's more like I bought a TV set and any TV, TV repairman can fix it if something goes wrong after it's out of warranty, assuming that... I could have gotten it repaired under warranty. I don't want someone to tell me, you know, with my vacuum cleaner, well, no, you can't have anyone repair it. You have to come to us and we pay full price. We charge full price for the repair and for the parts. Well, again, here, I approve of the law. I agree there ought to be some level of controls on it. But still, you know, if you're willing to pay somebody to fix your part or do it yourself, you take the responsibility. That's it. Take the responsibility. You know, if you go to an independent repair shop and they screw up your car, they screw up your iPhone or your Mac, and it's not done right, that's not the manufacturer's fault. So what's the big deal? But, you know, Apple's take is going to be, well, these people aren't trained and they might mess it up. Well, they might, yeah. And as you said, the Apple people might mess it up. Things go wrong. But it, it doesn't seem that they should have the legal right to prevent people from making repairs. Let's see how that goes. We'll see how that law goes. I think once a law passes a state like that, and if Apple can't stop it, it will spread because there are people around this country who are going to say, you know what, I want to go to the guy at Walmart. The guy at Walmart will charge my son $39 to replace the battery on his iPhone 5C. He didn't opt to do it because he's going to get a brand new iPhone this summer. But he was getting miserable battery life when he visited us in December, and he put up with it. I plug it in in my car or he, you know, always have to charge it two or three times a day. And he survived with it. And I said, it's $39. I'll pay you the $39. And he said, no, no, no. Save your money. I'm just going to buy a new iPhone. But for $39 to replace a battery, why should he have to go to Apple for what? $79 or 99 Yeah, I don't know what Apple charges. Um, but a battery is obviously a lot easier to replace than a screen. Um, and, and I think that probably the two most common repairs are the screen and the battery. The screen because you've dropped it and broken it, and the battery because you've kept the iPhone for a few years, and the battery because you've kept the iPhone for a few years, and the battery's starting to get worn out. Yeah, I see no reason why you can't do that. There's also a chain here called Batteries Plus. It's now called Batteries Plus Bulbs. And they'll do the repair. I think it's $59 from them. If that's you want not to replace bad. a battery. And that's a pretty big change. So I assume, again, it's a matter of responsibility. Who cares? Now, what you do see, though, with competition is that the authorized shops will try to match prices. So, for example, the local car dealer for Volkswagen, for example, 
I saw them with a sign that they'll match any third-party tire shop's price for new tires or brakes because they want they want to grab the business there and if they have to give back a few bucks fine i think competition is good there if apple sees people going to third parties to replace batteries and screens and they're paying 30 40 50% less maybe they will feel you know what maybe we should charge less and get the business back i i doubt it i i doubt it i i think apple probably would frankly rather not have to do that sort of repair it takes up a lot of time and they really don't get much profit from it um what they might be getting is you know satisfied customers um but they'd rather be selling new devices of course i guess if they do the repair that gives them a chance to sell a new device to someone as well saying okay it's going to cost this much but your phone's old it's only got 16 gigabytes etc cetera, etc cetera. um you might as well just buy a new one Well sure then there's no reason for it. Oh well. And that also might be a good thing to do here. Apple store ought to have a service there where if a local repair shop wants to come down and buy a few parts. You know, make an appointment with your Apple genius. What do you need? Okay, fine. We have a special price for dealers. I need seven displays. I need six batteries for an iPhone 6s, you know, that kind of thing. This doesn't make any sense, but we got more to come on the Tech Night Out Live. Thank you for listening to GCN. Be sure to visit gcnlive.com today. Do you need a website? Well, you can get a great deal on hosting services with Namecheap's legendary coupon code. They're offering substantial hosting discounts on shared hosting, business hosting, VPS hosting, reseller hosting, and even dedicated servers. Namecheap is preferred by millions. It's backed by a money back guarantee. Use the coupon code LEGENDARY to cash in on the special deal at namecheap.com, namecheap.com. First came Attack of the Rockoids, and it was a critically acclaimed success. And now there is the coming of the Protectors. A former military intelligence man is contacted by a space woman in a dream. A dream that turns out to be a nightmare, because evil forces on our distant planet are planning to conquer the Earth. This is gripping science fiction of the classic kind. Attack of the Rockoids and the coming of the Protectors. Find out more at rockoids.com. That's rockoids, R-O-C-K-O-I-D-S, dot com. Are you living your passion? Are you pumped to go to work because you get to talk about or work with or do the things that interest you the most? Is working, playing, and relaxing one and the same? As long as you're working for someone else, you'll never be living entirely true to yourself and your passion. I'm Pharmacist Keith. Let me show you how you can work around your current schedule, create the extra income so you can live your passion. Visit radio.recordedvideo.com. That's radio.recordedvideo.com. radio.recordedvideo.com. Hunters, anglers, campers, and survivalists. Get back to nature. Expand your horizons with the highest quality, most versatile, unique slingshots and slingbows on the market at slingbow.com. Slingbow products are compact and models start from just $17.98. They're perfect for your bug out bag or storing in your vehicle. Give yourself and your loved ones the excitement and tradition of slingbow. A new frontier in archery and truly modern twist on this primitive survival tool. Feel the thrill only at slingbow.com.
Water is the single most important thing your body needs, so you want to be sure it's the best for you and your family. Since 2005, thousands have depended on Berkey Purified Water. The Berkey Guy provides the lowest price filtration systems in every size. For incredibly delicious water now and in an emergency, get to GoBerkey.com or call 877-886-3653. 877-886-3653. GoBerkey.com. If you're 85 or younger, would you like peace of mind and comfort for your family? We're Final Expense Direct with an urgent message for you. The average funeral today costs over $8,000, but the most you'll get from government benefits is $255. How will your family pay the difference? We can help. Our senior plans start as low as just a dollar a day and pay up to $30,000 for a funeral and other final expenses. Peace of mind is easy. There's no medical exam. You'll have lifetime coverage, and your plan can't be canceled as long as you pay your premiums. Call now for free information about our senior plans. Answer a few simple questions and receive approval right on the phone. Plus, call right now and we'll give you a discount prescription card for free. Call 800-340-5528. That's 800-340-5528. Again, 800-340-5528. A lot can happen in six seconds. A rodeo ride, a dramatic basketball win, and the world record holder can solve a Rubik's Cube. Six seconds is how long it takes for an 18-wheeler traveling at a safe speed to come to a complete stop. And in those six seconds, that truck will travel the length of two football fields. So please, give them room. Never cut in front of a large truck for any reason. Our roads, our responsibility. Learn more at sharetheroadsafely.gov. Do you know what's going to happen next? Well, here's the Tech Night Owl, live with Gene Steinberg. We have Kirk McElhern on the Tech Night Owl Live, leaving the subject of whether Apple should be more lenient about allowing third parties to fix your iPhone. Now, when it comes to full-size Macs, you know, they've done everything possible for the recent Mac notebooks to make them totally non-repairable. You you can't open them, but they need special screwdrivers, and they're very tiny screws, and they're probably easy to uh, to strip them. I would be pretty hesitant about opening a laptop um, these days to try and do anything. To, to be fair... I once changed a hard drive in a uh, Mac Mini a few years ago. Now, it's easier to open a Mac Mini than it, it is to open a laptop because of the screwdriver, et cetera. But that's some tiny parts. And, you know, I, I went through this extremely slowly, um, extremely carefully. I had the instructions on iFixit. Um, I made sure I had all the right screwdrivers, and I put all my screws in little saucers and things like that. Uh, it took me a few hours, but it, it's doable if you're comfortable with that sort of thing, if you have a good magnifying glass, and if you have the time and the patience. Um, but but I'd think more carefully about a, a laptop. They're more tightly compressed, and, and a, an iPhone or anything like that, I, I don't think I would try. I've never even tried to open an iPod Classic to change a battery. Um, that just scares me. Well, I did try to change the battery on my 
2010 MacBook Pro. And you've got maybe 10 tiny screws that hold the top of the case together. And other screws hold the battery. And I ran to a problem with a strip screw, which I've <coughs> since resolved. But the point being here is it is so easy to lose those screws. And you wonder, why would Apple do that? Why use these tiny screws that are almost impossible not to lose? What sense does that make? Just to discourage people from replacing batteries or putting in memory or something? Of course, now it's all soldered together. So I don't if think you want to fix something on the logic them. board, you know, replace the logic board. I don't think it's to discourage them. I think it's to use as little volume as possible that... that you know, a, a larger hole for a larger screw means there's less room inside. I'm looking at the bottom of my 12-inch MacBook, which is a year and a half old. There are eight screws on the bottom. They're very tiny. They look like, I'm getting my magnifying glass here, they look like a type of Torx screw. Um, and I certainly don't have a screwdriver that size. I could buy one. They're pentalobe I, screws, I bet. They're what? Pentalobe. Five. Okay, five whatever. Um, I, I don't have that kind of screwdriver, and I wouldn't even get one to... I wouldn't even try. Too risky. I, I have no problem taking apart a big computer. I'd be hesitant about an iMac, but, you know, a tower computer like the old MacBook Pro or any sort of computer like that, which were relatively easy to open. I have no problem with that, opening it up and replacing things. For many years, you, and you probably did the same thing, for many years I buy a new Mac, and I never buy the memory from Apple. I buy the memory right. from a third party. And the Mac would come in here, and 10 minutes later, it's open. I'm replacing memory on it or adding a hard yeah, drive but, or something. But now, it, but of course, you can't years, do anything like that. With your iMac, the, now, the earlier generation of the iMac, the 2009 that I had, in order to replace the memory, it was very easy. There was a slot that was easy to remove. If you wanted to change the drive, they held the <clears> LCD display to the chassis with magnets. Yeah. Which was crazy. And maybe it wasn't so secure because when they came out with the updated model, which had thinner edges, although it's very bulbous in the center, which makes no sense to me, they used adhesive. Yeah. Which is just as sensible, of course, another reason why I'd never do it. Yeah, I, I once opened a white, I think it was a G5 iMac, they called it, um, a 20-inch G5 iMac to change a drive. Um, but the current iMac, you it, you shouldn't even try. It's it's too hard. However, there's still a, a little door on the back to, to add RAM. Um, now, my iMac's a year and a half old. Um, sorry, it's two and a half years old almost. Um, I'm not sure if the new iMac has user um, serviceable RAM or not. The iMac has serviceable RAM if you get the 27-inch model. Right. You can replace RAM in three minutes flat. If you get yeah. the 21.5-inch model, it's soldered. Yeah. Go figure. And it's limited to 16 gigabytes. Not on the 27-inch. On the 21. 21-inch, yes. On the 27, you can do 32. Yes, the 27, you're right. I have 24 in mine. I have to think to check exactly how much I have. I think I have 24. Because 16 seemed like it wasn't enough, and 32 seemed like overkill. Um, yes, I have 24. So it came with 8, and I added 16. Right. Okay, well, there you go. But that's one of the few models that are even available where you can change memory. 
I think it's the only Mac right now where you can change memory. Well, the Mac Pro as well. Mac Pro, um, sure. But you can't on the Mac Mini anymore. You used to be able to. They cut the price by $100, and they removed the ability to change memory. It used to be very easy, by the way. If you get yeah, the model was, before round, the 2014 the revision for $100 more, change memory in five minutes. The original Mac Mini, you couldn't. You had to use, like, these putty knives to open up the case. It was really crazy. Well, that's the, that's the one that I had when I changed the hard drive. You slide a putty knife around the, the, the white plastic bit, and you pop it off, and it's got these clips that holds it down. And after that, you've got a couple layers you've got to take out. The current Mac Mini I have, which is actually from 2011, so it's a couple generations back, but they haven't updated it much since then. It still has that round thing on the bottom that you just turn. You kind of twist it like a, a, a top of a jar. You twist it to open it, and it gives you access to the RAM. Exactly. And when they cut the price by $100, they took that away. Why would they take that away? I don't know. I, I don't know because the, the Mac Mini is the kind of computer that people use as, as a small server. And it's the kind of thing where you might at some point want to add RAM to it. Uh, I don't even think – I don't think there's any way to add RAM aftermarket now at all. No, there's um, not. Even, I mean, even with the iFixit instructions and tools, I don't think it's possible. It's probably soldered. Um, I, I think that's really a mistake of them to do that. Why they save two cents building it yeah, that way? And, yeah, I, is it saving or is it just, you know, in some ways y you can't help thinking that they just do it because they don't want people to be able to do it, if that makes sense. But they want people to learn that those days are over. But, you know, I'm looking at the Mac Mini on the um, Apple Store uh, US. You can buy the entry-level Mac Mini um, for $499, and that comes with 4 gigabytes of RAM. If you want 16 gigabytes of RAM, you pay an additional $300. It's $300. That's 60% of the price of the computer to add 12 gigabytes of RAM, which you could buy 16 gigs of RAM for, what, 100 bucks, if not less these days? See, that's obscene. That, that sort of thing that Apple does like that, that's just obscene. And if you want something more powerful, they have a version with the 2.6 gigahertz processor, terabyte of storage, and with 8 gigabytes of memory for $699. I mean, none of this makes any sense, the pricing for this thing. As well, you wait, say, $300 on, to get 16 gigabytes... You want a larger hard drive, a one terabyte fusion drive, which might make sense. That's $250 more. Well, there's a third model, which is even faster. It's $999. It comes with eight gigs of RAM, but it's $200 for an additional eight gigs of RAM. And as you say, that one comes with the fusion drive. But if you want a bigger fusion drive, um, it's another $100, a two terabyte fusion drive. If you want flash storage, you could get flash storage for the same price as the fusion drive. But if you want 512 gigs of flash storage, that's another $200. Um, I mean, you can, you can configure this Mac to cost, we're going to do it here, without the Apple HDMI um, adapter, without adding any keyboards and trackpads and you can configure this for uh, for $2000. This is with a terabyte of flash storage, 16 gigs of RAM and the slightly faster processor. And if you want to have say an input device, Magic Mouse 2, yeah, 
79, 129 for a Magic Trackpad. Um, because it doesn't keyboard. come with a keyboard or a mouse. I've just increased the price to $2,177 for the Mac Mini. And I'm thinking that's more than the 27-inch iMac with the 5K Retina display. Hey, we got more wildness to come very shortly here. We have Kirk McElhern of Kirkville. Kirkville.com. He bought that domain finally. The price finally came down because nobody else wanted it, I yeah. think. More to come on the Tech Night Out Live. Thank you for listening to GCN. Be sure to visit GCNlive.com today. Attack of the Rockoids has been well-received by critics and readers alike. It's a -a thrill-a-minute story you'll never forget. A former U.S. military intelligence officer is haunted by intense dreams about a beautiful woman pleading for his help after a terrible battle in outer space. But the dreams turn out to be true and thrust him into a telepathic love affair with a woman whose faraway planet is intent on destroying the Earth. And now the gripping tale continues in The Coming of the Protectors. It's the second book of the Rockoids trilogy, a galaxy-spanning adventure that pits our hapless heroes against powerful, fanatical enemies that threaten the lives of freedom-loving beings everywhere. Attack of the Rockoids and The Coming of the Protectors, classic science fiction at its best, available now. For more details, visit rockoids.com. That's R-O-C-K-O-I-D-S dot com. Many medicines used to treat colds and flu contain acetaminophen, a pain reliever and fever reducer found in hundreds of over-the-counter and prescription medicines. But taking too much or more than one medication containing acetaminophen per day can damage your liver. So always read the label and don't take acetaminophen if you drink three or more alcoholic drinks every day. To learn more, visit fda.gov slash otcpaininfo. A message from the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services Food and Drug Administration. Paid non-attorney spokesperson Adam Pulaski of the Pulaski Law Firm with principal office in Houston, Texas. is The attorney responsible for the content of this ad. This ad is not legal advice and the choice of a lawyer should not be based solely upon advertisement. Services may not be available in all states. Attention Zarelto users. If you or a loved one took Zarelto and suffered a serious bleeding event, you may be entitled to financial compensation. Zarelto is a popular prescription blood thinner used to prevent blood clots and protect patients from strokes. These serious bleeding events have led to numerous cases of hospitalization and even death. Phone lines are open 24-7. Call 800-261-0937. That's 800-261-0937. Welcome back to the Tech Night Owl Live, where you never know what's going to happen next. And now, here's Gene Steinberg. We've got a special feature of the show, the best way for you to support the Tech Night Owl Live we want you to subscribe to Tech Night Owl Plus. Go to plus.technightowl.com. That's plus.technightowl.com. And you get the commercial-free version of this show. Better quality audio. You help support our efforts. Plus.technightowl.com. We have the proprietor of Kirkville, Kirk McElhern, talking about the insanity of Apple's upgrade prices where we can take a Mac Mini, starts at $499, and with a keyboard, mouse, and just topping off everything, get the price to close to $2,200. That's wacky. 
Yeah, that's the price of an iMac. That's the price of a good iMac. Think about uh, this, I, folks. I, I doubt anyone pays for that, but I don't know. Maybe is it just to dissuade people and to get them to buy something else when they see that price? It doesn't make sense. For about $100, $125 more, you can get yourself a gussied up 27-inch iMac with 5K Retina display, 8 gigabytes of memory, a 2 terabyte fusion drive, 2 gigabyte video memory, AMD Radeon graphics chip, 3.3 gigahertz quad-core Intel Core i5 processor. They also offer i7 if you want to pay more. And the problem with the Mac Mini is you only get dual-core. There is no quad-core version anymore. And you get a 5K display. Yeah. Oh, I don't know. I'm in the wrong business. Yeah. I don't know if anyone buys these because, well, you might want something that fast if you're using it as a server, but only if you have a server that's getting a lot of traffic. Um, I, I don't know. I don't know. It's it's an odd kind of idea to spend that much on a Mac Mini, and you know they advertise it as starting at four ninety nine, which is true. They have a really crappy model at four ninety nine, a one point four gigahertz dual core processor, four gigs of RAM. Now, admittedly, for four ninety nine, I know that there are a lot of people who use the Mac Mini as a media center. Um, they'll either use its onboard hard drive or they'll connect an external hard drive. They'll run iTunes or they'll use it just to serve files to an Apple TV. And it is actually a very popular computer. And you could do this with the $500 model. But using it for any serious computing other than just, you know, serving files, I can't see how this would work. Now, just to point out here, you can buy a rack-mounted server, a super micro, which many of the web hosts use. I see them at prices starting around $2,000. That includes Intel Xeon processors. Okay? That's a super micro rack-mounted server. Think about that. Yeah, but you don't use that at home. Well, you could stick it in the closet or something. I mean, I'd rather stick the super micro in there. I can get redundant power supplies and everything. It's not going to be as small or pretty. But that goes back to, you know, the argument about where Apple is going, okay? Where is Apple going with regard to its commitment to Mac desktops? And you and I talked about this in a previous segment where Tim Cook says they love the pro users. And there's an article from our friend Dan Morin in Macworld online. And he's suggesting there that maybe Apple thinks they're going to sell the professional users iPad Pros. Yeah, I I don't see that logic. Um, It's very different. The Mac Pro is very different than the iPad Pro. Um, So I'm not really sure what... I'm not really sure how that can work. I think he's trying to find an excuse for Apple not to meet the commitment. Well, they didn't mean they're going to make a new Mac Pro or come up with a new computer workstation. They really want to sell you something else. It's comment about about stuff for pro users is what you're saying. Okay, that's possible. Um, But I, I don't think pro users are using iPads. I really think there aren't that many. I can see... Some people using it as an auxiliary device for input with the Apple Pencil, maybe doing some stuff. Well, I can see some people using it um, as 
as a computing device, I don't know, you, you take someone who's a real estate broker, right? They could do all their stuff. They can show people photos on, on an iPad. They can take it with them. They can do all their work on it. Um, there, there are jobs where people do that. Maybe you work in a hospital doing, um, you know, some sort of d- data collection things or, or working with patients, and that's, this is your computing device. It's not, it's not entirely impossible, but I, I don't call these people pros in the sense that what, what we've always called pros in computing are the people that use the highest end um, available personal computers. You know, historically, these are video editors and audio editors and, and 3D renderers and, and designers and things like that. Um, we don't call pros people who, uh, you know, do door-to-door sales or things and use an iPad to show people things. Now, maybe we're wrong in, in the way we use the term pro, but in computing, that's just what that term has always meant. Well, unless, of course... He's trying to pull a special kind of spin here, Tim Cook, but I don't think so. I think he had a message he wanted to send there, and the upgrade to a Mac Pro may be very tepid. It may mean nothing. It may just be new parts at the same price, and that would be fine, I guess, for some people. But if you believe what I've been hearing here, Apple right now has reached a point which is not like other PC makers only maybe 10 or 15% of its computers are desktops that it sells, as opposed to, what, 30 40% for like a Dell, because they're selling a lot of these entry-level desktops to businesses. So Apple is selling mostly notebooks, 85 90%. If that's the case, out of 5 million Mac sales, five 600,000 go to desktops. Of that, what, 20,000 go to Mac Pro sales, if that? Yeah, it's it's hard to know. It's hard to know who would buy a Mac Pro anymore. And and frankly, we talked about this recently. I, I think the most embarrassing thing is if they were to update the Mac Pro with new parts and a new processor now, um, it would just be embarrassing for them to have not updated it in well over three years and to say, hey, we got a new Mac Pro, but you know, it's the same as the old one. It's the same price. It's just a little bit faster. That would Sounds just like be, an old Who song. Meet the new Mac Pro, same, same as the old, same Mac, as the old Pro. Mac Pro. Yeah. Sorry, it ran into that. But yeah, maybe they're doing something. I don't know. The thing is here, if you remember when the 2013 Mac Pro came out, we really didn't know much about it because it was designed and built in the U.S. So the Asian supply chain leaks weren't out there. So Apple could be doing something. And we might not know until very close to the actual release time. Yeah, but it's again, it's been so long that, uh, you know, it, it's it's crossed that line between, OK, we're a little bit delayed and um, we really don't give a damn. And we're just doing this to placate the press. Because they've lost a lot of customers. I, I know I, I keep reading from people who've bought Windows computers um, to do high-end stuff because you can – a lot of the software that was available you know, five or ten years ago for Mac only is now also available for Windows. Um, and, and you can be pretty much guaranteed that there's going to be one Windows – um, computer manufacturer who's going to have a high-end machine that'll meet what you need. Whereas if you stay on the Mac, you've only got Apple. And if they just, you know, drop the ball like they've done recently, then you may find that when you do need a new computer, let's say yours gets damaged or stolen or something, and you need a new one, and you're stuck with a three-year-old model. Um, I, I, I personally, I wouldn't do that if my business depended on that type of computing. Now, the thing to bear in mind also is 
if you're only running like this one app, this 3D rendering app or mathematics app, and not much of anything else, it doesn't matter if it's Windows or Mac all that much because you will be spending 99% of your time within that app doing stuff and the Mac version and the Windows version, minor interface differences aside, will be functionally similar. So it won't make so much of a difference to them. They're not really contending with Windows that much. Once they set the thing up and they run the app, that's it. That's where it goes. We've got more to come. One more segment with Kirk McElhern. And his site is called Kirkville at www.kirkville.com. Or even McElhern.com if that's what floats your boat. More to come on the Tech Night How Live. Neighbors, I want to tell you about my favorite graphics app. It's the award-winning Graphic Converter. You know, Graphic Converter is the universal genius for photo editing on your Mac. Join over one and a half million loyal users for this Swiss Army Knife photo editing app. It gives you all you expect from a top-flight image editing app with tons of features. And most important, it's easy to use. It's also far less expensive than that other app that you can only get by subscription. You know, the one I'm talking about. What's more, you can get 20% off with your order right now. So write this down to learn about Graphic Converter. Go to www.lemkesoft.de slash gene. Let me spell that www.lemkesoft.de slash gene. Attention investors, 2017 is the year of Trump and financial markets are rising at all-time highs. But economic uncertainty may be greater than after any election in our lifetime. And as retirement approaches, there's little time to recover your losses. You need to hedge against uncertainty. That means transferring part of your retirement to physical gold and silver stored where you can actually hold it in your hand and get it fast in any disaster. It's a perfect time to buy. Prices are low and expected to climb. Make Augusta Precious Metals, your personal gold and silver provider. Augusta cares for your financial position and helps you make good decisions. And they're A-plus rated by the Better Business Bureau. Get Augusta's free gold and silver IRA guide. What you learn could help you weather any economic storm. There's no obligation. Just call toll-free. Call 855-222-5857. That's 855-222-5857. Again, 855-222-5857. Trust Augusta. Protect your retirement today. As a doctor, I see patients every day who are losing their vision to age-related macular degeneration, also known as AMD. If you have blurry vision or blind spots, they can be symptoms of AMD, and if untreated, could lead to blindness. The good news? AMD can be managed with effective clinically approved treatments that may reverse some vision loss. For free AMD information, contact the Foundation Fighting Blindness at 1-800-BLINDNESS. That's 1-800-BLINDNESS. There is a cure in sight. Are you tired of commuting to a job that makes someone else rich? Working harder than ever, but getting nowhere? Do you hate spending hundreds of dollars every week on daycare? Having someone else raise your children? With our opportunities, you can start earning money as soon as next week. You get to be the boss, work from home, and live a happier life. 
At Be The Boss Network, you'll find hundreds of work-from-home opportunities that you can literally start today and be earning money as soon as next week. Go to freedom106.com and start earning money as soon as next week. You get to be the boss. Get out of the rat race. Work from home. Go to freedom106.com right now and change your life today. That's freedom, the number 106.com. Go to freedom106.com and start earning money as soon as next week. You be the boss. Go to freedom106.com. You may own a knife, but if it's not an indie hammered knife, it's not a knife. From the forge to the grinder to the sheath, each indie hammered knife is handcrafted using God-given talent. The result is the sharpest edge a knife can have and a true work of art. See a variety of knives and the complete knife kit at ihknives.com. Indie hammered knives. Custom knives made in America. We'd like to hear from you. If you have any thoughts or comments about the Tech Night Owl Live, please get in touch at news at technightowl.com. That's news at technightowl.com. Looking for past episodes? We've got hundreds at technightowl.com slash radio. That's technightowl.com slash radio. Or subscribe on iTunes. So Kirk McElhern, do you agree with me about that? That if you yeah. know if you switch to Windows from the Mac and you're really only running just that one app, it doesn't really make a difference. No, the, the interfaces are so similar now; it, it's really not an issue like it was in the past. So that's bad. It's bad for Apple. It's good for users to have more choice. Um, but again, you're limited to those apps. Let's imagine you're a photographer, right? You use Photoshop, you use Lightroom. It doesn't matter what your computer is. You do need something relatively fast, but you, your software is exactly the same. There's absolutely no reason to have a Mac. Which is a problem for Apple if they want to keep sales up. I think it's dumb for them not to have done this because the development costs involved in just adding newer parts to the Mac Pro wouldn't be significant unless they're waiting for something else, unless they came up and said, you know what, this was a misfire. Instead of just upgrading the model with new parts, let's come up with something else. But that's what's most surprising about the whole thing that the way the Mac Pro is built, it's not hard to, to upgrade it with, you know, new processor, faster video card. It, it's pretty well-designed modular system in a way. And and that's what's most surprising, that Apple just dropped this completely and hasn't done anything. Well, we don't know what Apple is up to. Maybe they were so busy building touch bars, they forgot about the Mac Pro. You know the Mac Pro, you remember that one? What about the Mac Mini? It doesn't cost that much to upgrade the parts. Why haven't they done it? I understand with the iMac because they may have been waiting for the KB Lake family processor. And as a result, that was late in terms of a quad-core version, so that'll come this spring maybe. And then have you been reading up at all about the new AMD Ryzen processor? No, I haven't. Okay. I think we mentioned this before. The AMD Ryzen processor supposedly matches, for the most part, the higher-end Intel i7 processors for half the price. So an 8-core Intel i7, which Apple doesn't offer in their products, is maybe $1,000 retail, and the AMD is 500 And supposedly the only limitation is performance is pretty comparable. 
there's some problem with 1080p resolution games that supposedly require optimizations for AMD because the developers optimize for Intel. But what I'm thinking here is if AMD is aggressively trying to give powerful chips as powerful as Intel, roughly speaking, for half the price, does that force Intel to cut their prices and therefore Apple can get parts for less money? I I don't know. You know, we're talking about millions of computers, so I don't know how they how that sort of thing works. Well, I'm assuming even if Apple gets a big discount on Intel, say the $1,000 chip costs them $500, and if the AMD chip that's comparable costs them $250. And, you know, I'm thinking here part of the problem also with Macs <clears throat> is that Intel has been a little slow getting their stuff out. But if AMD is finally, and they've never really been, not in years, competitive on the high end in terms of CPUs, that would certainly help Apple get products out faster. What do you think? Well, they, they also have to be reliable enough over the long term, and they have to have a, um, a roadmap that Apple can trust. And, and I'm not sure that that's something that AMD is going to be able to do right now. I don't know. I don't, you know, I don't pay attention to that part of the, the industry that much. I would also assume here that Apple knows this. I'm assuming that right now they've got Macs on AMD running in the test labs with these new chips. And if they thought for a moment that the roadmap looked good, they consider it, even if it's an option. You know, we'll give you this iMac with an AMD chip instead, make it an option, see if people go for it. But Apple is obviously not going to make a wholesale switch. But in terms of AMD and Intel, they're compatible. There just might be some gaming optimizations. So that's about it. I assume yeah. otherwise they're supposed to be x86 compatible. I don't know. What should Apple do here in terms of the Mac? I think that's the big question here. Obviously, they're not going to give up a $22 billion a year business. So how do they remain credible if they can with the professional community? Well, I, I think they need to get someone involved who's committed to the Mac. And, and, and all of Apple's top-level executives focus on things that aren't necessarily the Mac. You know, they focus on services and they focus on um, iOS devices and iOS in general and all that. Um, they, they really need a Mac vice president to, to make us Mac users trust Apple with the longevity of the platform. Oh, no, you don't agree? Having a special executive? I don't know. That might be window dressing. Well, this might be a job for you, actually. Well, yeah, but I'm past retirement age. They don't want That's me. That's true. That's true. That's you, know. you know, but you have to think this way. What, Tim Cook's in his mid-50s now. Does he retire in 15 years or what? Yeah, probably before that. So is there a 22-year-old guy now who's looking and saying, you know what, I'm going to be the next CEO of Apple? Well, 22 is a bit young, but say someone mid-30s would be, you know, let's say Tim works another 10 years as CEO. Someone in their mid-30s or maybe around 40 years old might be the right age. Yeah, but, you know, people are living longer. Maybe not in the USA, where the increase in lifespan is not as high as other countries. But people are living longer and forcing somebody to retire at 65 or 70 is bad news because I think if a person is healthy, mentally fit, they should be able to work for as long as they can. 
I mean, certainly if they want to have medical tests every year or so, oh, let's make sure this person isn't dribbling in the corners of his mouth and that that person can function. But if we elect a man at 70 to be president of the United States, long and short, Kirk McElhern, do you think that Tim Cook is the kind of guy who is going to be a lifer? Just work until he's too old to work or what? Well, I I don't want to say anything negative about what Tim Cook is doing, but I I don't think Apple is the type of company where you want someone to be CEO for that long. I mean, Steve Jobs had an awfully long reign. Um, Should Tim Cook work as CEO for 20 or 25 years? That would actually be a bit surprising, wouldn't it? I would think in terms of the pressure, it kind of kill you. It's like being president of the United States. From where in yeah, well, it's not just pressure. It's it's the fact that um, they're in the kind of industry where you need to have the sort of state of mind of someone younger, right? So, you know, Tim Tim Cook with his thing that what, what was it the karaoke car thing or whatever he did. I mean, he looked a bit like an idiot trying to act like he was 30 years old. I understand, Um, but we got to go now. Let's go. Let's go. Kirk McElhern, where do we find more of your stuff? You can find me at my website, Kirkville. It's www.kirkville.com. And you can find me at Macworld, where I write um, the Ask the iTunes Guy column and plenty of other articles. Kirk McElhern, thanks for joining us on the Tech Night Out Live. Thanks very much for having me again, Gene. Thank you for listening to GCN. Visit GCNlive.com today. Paid non-attorney spokesperson Adam Pulaski of the Pulaski Law Firm with principal office in Houston, Texas is the attorney responsible for the content of this ad. This ad is not legal advice and the choice of a lawyer should not be based solely upon advertisement. Services may not be available in all states. Attention Zarelto users. If you or a loved one took Zarelto and suffered a serious bleeding event, you may be entitled to financial compensation. Zarelto is a popular prescription blood thinner used to prevent blood clots and protect patients from strokes. These serious bleeding events have led to numerous cases of hospitalization and even death. Phone lines are open 24-7. Call 800-261-0937. That's 800-261-0937. Hi, this is Ted Anderson. I'm here to tell you about GCNTelecare.com, a team of board-certified doctors assisting you 24 hours a day, 7 days a week, 365 days a year. Within 15 minutes of registration, care your family can afford. Revolutionizing the healthcare industry, virtual consulting, providing diagnosis of non-emergency medical issues by phone or secure video on computer or smart mobile devices. GCNTelecare.com, virtual care anywhere. Have you checked your Google search results lately? Search results are usually the first impression that people form of you or your business. So make sure that they create a positive impression with ReputationDefender.com. What the Internet says about you can have a big impact on your life and your livelihood, even if it's not true. Fortunately, you can now control how you look online and in online search results with ReputationDefender.com. Call 800-831-0771 now. That's 800-831-0771 for your free Reputation. 
reputation analysis. If you have negative material from an ex-employee, upset patient, or former client, newspaper, article, legal issue, social media, or other source showing up in your search results, you can combat it with reputationdefender.com. Our dedicated experts in patented technology can help make your online search results look their best. Call 800-831-0771 to learn more. 800-831-0771. That's 800-831-0771. Or visit reputationdefender.com. Hi, Peter Vaccaro for ParanormalDate.com. Are you looking for love in all the wrong places? Now you have a chance to change that by signing up for free at ParanormalDate.com. This incredible dating site puts people of like minds together. People who are interested in the strange, the unusual, mysteries, ghosts, UFOs, and the afterlife, and so much more. ParanormalDate.com was developed for you, people seeking a viable alternative to the other dating services. You can join for free by going to ParanormalDate.com, and if you decide you like it and want to connect with people, use the code GEORGE for a substantial discount. Mark Rawlings, president of ParanormalDate.com, says so many people hunger to share their experiences about the paranormal, the unexplainable, or the afterlife, and so much more, and this is the source for them to meet and share that common interest. So sign up for free at ParanormalDate.com, ParanormalDate.com, and use the code GEORGE if you decide to connect with someone you like. All right, guys, we're ready for our four-season sunroom, and Daddy's going to get a rec room with refreshments. Oh, no, we'll be sleeping under the stars. Mom, what about the one with, you know, the fun? Nice try, little bro. It's a gym, my gym. Hey, Grandma's getting her Four Seasons garden room, weather tight and still like being outdoors. Maybe a living room. Oh, no, wait, a family hub. Yeah. No matter what the budget, the season, or the climate, Four Seasons Sunrooms let you and your family enjoy the outdoors inside. Call now to hear more about these great offers from the premier manufacturer of sunrooms since 1975. More reasons for Four Seasons now. To find out more, call toll-free 800-848-6333. That's 800-848-6333. What are you listening to? The Tech Night Isle Live with Gene Steinberg. What's going to happen next? You never know. You know, the last time we talked to Brian Chaffin of the Mac Observer, he was eating his breakfast. And so we're talking to him again a few weeks later. And what is he doing? He is eating breakfast. He has the same breakfast, which is? Cracklin' Oat Bran. Cracklin' Oat Bran. Who makes yes. that? Um, I believe it is Kellogg's. You see, he says Cracklin' Oat Bran, I think. Well, Sirius XM has a special Neil Diamond 50th anniversary kind of channel. So when he says Cracklin' Oat Bran, I think of Cracklin' Rosie, yes. the song. I don't have it every day, Gene. I just often have it, especially when I don't want to make uh, take the time to, uh, to cook a breakfast. And here's my dirty secret. I eat Cracklin' Oat Bran because I love kid cereals. But if I'm eating a kid cereals, I will have way too much of the kid cereal. But with the Cracklin' Oat Bran, I'm good to go with one bowl. All right. It's my dirty little secret. All good things. 
astounding why we would talk about breakfast cereal when we're talking about technology. I was reading an article, maybe you have a conclusion about this, where a state is trying to have a right to repair law. Okay. Mm -hmm. All right. Right to repair. And this is Nebraska. And what it means, for example, you go into a store. It's not authorized for Apple repairs. And they say they'll fix your display on your iPhone for $89, whatever it is. And that's fine. And supposedly this right to repair bill in Nebraska would require the company to provide consumers and third-party repair shops with the service manuals you need and the parts. So, for example, if I want to go to an Apple store and I'm going to replace my own battery, give me a battery, and they sell me a battery, or I want to go and replace the display. I may be crazy doing that and have no ability, but if I want to screw up my iPhone, that's fine. What is it? $119 is fine. I'll buy one. It's like, for example, the mechanic goes into the BMW store and says, you know, I want whatever it is, and they sell him the part. They don't say you can't put that in your BMW. So what is Apple's game here? Well, I think what Apple's game is, rightly or wrongly, mind you, I mean, reasonable people can disagree on this, but Apple's... And remember, with this show, it's not reasonable people. Okay, that's a fair point. I'm here, for instance, and and you're here, too. So, uh, yeah, right. I, I think that Apple's game is simply that it doesn't want to be a part supplier, and it wants to maintain control over its um, uh, the quality uh, of, of its product. And of course, Apple also wants to be able to keep a chokehold uh, on those repairs. But even there, I think that that stems from Apple's desire to maintain quality and not be responsible for what third parties are doing. Plus, remember that Apple's products are designed with you know tolerances and and uh, specs that that are that are tighter than what anybody else is doing especially on the iPhone and i don't think apple wants to be responsible for for third parties mucking about with that sort of thing right how is apple responsible if you decide you want to fix it yourself be, or you want be, to go to a local shop that's their responsibility and yours well, yeah, but then Apple is on the hook for any for, for because it has warranty coverage on the device. So a third party company of some sort uh, opens it up, does a screen repair, botches something up. The customer is is uh, you know maybe later notices that something's wrong or is mad because of the the quality of the work of the third party, and Apple's on the hook for for warranty coverage still. Yeah, that's but actually, they could also have an exception, a one paragraph exception in their warranty saying we are not responsible for damage caused by third parties who fix it well but how does the right to repair law affect that that's a good Uh, question you see that's a question of liability it's not a question of the right to repair you see yeah it is it is a right to repair because part part of what because because you actually do have the right to go to repair stuff now but apple's going to cancel your warranty if you do it apple can't stop you from going to a third party to get a screen replacement. What Apple can do is not provide those companies with parts. And what Apple can also do is say that your warranty is void if anybody but us opens this thing up. 
And, and didn't and they I, once have that with RAM, with third-party RAM on Macs years ago, where there was this debate yes. over whether you could replace the RAM yourself? Yeah. And I think how it ended up then was that Apple would basically say, you know, if you open it up yourself and you damage it, you own it. Yeah, that was that was the case for uh, for for some laptops in particular today. At least with uh, like the iMac, for instance, my my 5K iMac, um, there's just a little panel and and I can I can replace the RAM all day long. It takes about three minutes. I've done it. Yeah, it's it is super easy. So I mean, again, I'm not saying that Apple is necessarily right, but I understand where Apple's coming from, and the question is whether or not uh, it, 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 it it's it, it it's an uh, <laughs> there are no easy answers to this. It's kind of like it's kind of like um, you know people people who argue that um, they you know they should be able to install apps from from anywhere, and and whereas Apple basically says um, the only app store is our app store, and and we're vetting and we're curating and and we've got this walled garden and. And, and everything is, is is nifty, and and people. I mean, there are so many inherent benefits to that process that I support it. Plus, I'm always free to go to the um, hellhole that is uh, that is Android uh, if I don't like Apple's approach. And and there there are this this is this is a tougher question to ask. I mean, this is a tougher question to answer because. I don't. I don't think Apple should be required to sell parts by any means. That that's that, that actually to me is ridiculous. The question is whether or not Apple should. To me, the question is whether or not Apple should uh, be required to continue to honor its warranty if uh, unauthorized manuf- unauthorized uh, parties open your device up. I suppose here there could be a cross contract which would say if Apple sells a third-party repair shop apart, they agree that if they damage the property, they're responsible for the repair. Apple can still fix it, but they can go back to the repair shop who screwed it up. Yeah, so now you got now you've got lawyers involved everywhere and you're putting the customer in in in, in the responsibility to know what can and can't be done and that's super rough. I, I, Apple's solution is at least easy. Your warranty is voided if an unauthorized uh, party opens the device up, or you get you get uh, uh, parts replacements by an unauthorized party. It's, it, it's at least simple. And and again, you know, so like like Apple shouldn't be required to authorize people that it doesn't want to authorize. And it should in no way be obligated to start selling parts. I mean, that 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 is the biggest craziest part to me. Like telling Apple that they have to sell parts to people. So now now Apple is is going to be required to open up a a particular kind of business that doesn't currently exist. That that makes no sense to me. I've got I've, I have no empathy for that. Well, Apple does sell parts to third parties. They have to be authorized repair shops. So if Johnny Mac store down the street is authorized, he simply is online with Apple. If he needs a part, he orders it and they send it to him. But he's undergone certain types of training, which is the point. This argument is you shouldn't have to be authorized by Apple to buy those parts. 
Now, I tend well, to why, think why not? that Apple is Apple is it's Apple's technology that is going into producing those parts. Apple is the company that is managing that supply chain. More to come. Brian Chaffin of the Mac Observer, Gene Steinberger in the Tech Night Out Live. Thank you for listening to GCN. Visit GCNlive.com today. Do you need a website? Well, you can get a great deal on hosting services with Namecheap's legendary coupon code. They're offering substantial hosting discounts on shared hosting, business hosting, VPS hosting, reseller hosting, and even dedicated servers. Namecheap is preferred by millions. It's backed by a money-back guarantee. Use the coupon code LEGENDARY to cash in on the special deal at Namecheap.com, Namecheap.com. First came Attack of the Rockoids, and it was a critically acclaimed success. And now there is the coming of the Protectors. A former military intelligence man is contacted by a space woman in a dream. A dream that turns out to be a nightmare, because evil forces on our distant planet are planning to conquer the Earth. This is gripping science fiction of the classic kind. Attack of the Rockoids and the coming of the Protectors. Find out more at Rockoids.com. That's Rockoids, R-O-C-K-O-I-D-S, dot com. Looking for that edge during those intimate moments? We see many ads for enhancement, but the side effects include death. At GCN Team, we should change the Healthy Body Brain and Heart Pack to the Healthy Libido Pack. The brain and heart are not the only organs that require a healthy vascular system. For proper blood flow at the right moment, go to GCNTeam.com or call 877-878-4203. That's 877-878-4203. That's 877-878-4203. Have you ever wanted a shortcut to getting the underground secrets to making money online and seriously grow your business? Whether it's a new business, a part-time income, or an existing business, you have this incredible limited offer to get a copy of this Amazon best-selling book on dot-com success for free. Uncover the success factors to make your business ignite. Go to secretsignite.com. That's secretsignite.com. Get your free copy now. Go to secretsignite.com. Mass deportations, a ban on terrorist countries, protecting our border, a huge expansion of jobs. President Trump is really shaking up Washington and the media. David Horowitz's new book, Big Agenda, reveals Trump's secret plans. Now, Big Agenda is a New York Times bestseller. Newsmax calls it the best Trump book yet. Rush says you need to get it. It's in bookstores everywhere or get our free offer at 800-NEWSMAX, 800-NEWSMAX, or BigAgenda411.com. That's BigAgenda411.com. Warning! If you're drowning in debt you can't afford, do not let the credit card companies trick you into thinking that you have to pay it all back, because you don't. What the credit card companies don't want you to know is that there's actually a way to get debt-free without paying off your entire debt or going bankrupt. If you have $5,000 or more in credit card debt, you now have the right to settle that debt for a fraction of what you owe. For free information, call Credit Associates now. 1-800-958-9659. We'll even show you how much money you could save. If you can't afford to pay off all your debt, do not let the credit card companies trick you into thinking that you have to. Call Credit Associates now for free information on how to get debt-free faster than you ever thought possible without debt consolidation or bankruptcy. 
We depend on your success and offer a guarantee, so there's no risk. For free information, call now. 1-800-958-9659. That's 1-800-958-9659. 1-800-958-9659. The answer to being in control of your own health care is freedom from insurance. Become part of a group of self-pay patients that come together to share in each other's medical expenses. Individual share amounts begin at $107 a month. And 347 for families. Choose from three health sharing programs. Holistic treatments may be eligible for sharing. See guidelines. Discount programs available for dental, vision, and pharmacy. Go to libertyoncall.org. That's libertyoncall.org. You never know what's going to happen next while listening to the Tech Night Isle live with Gene Steinberg. So you heard my argument, Brian, with regard to this here. In the end, I suspect you believe, based on what you're telling us here, that you think it should be like it is now. If you want to be able to repair an Apple product, you become an authorized repair shop and you do whatever's necessary in terms of training to establish yourself as capable of doing that. And you have authorized access to manuals and the parts, and that's the beginning and end of it. I am... I am actually torn on this. I understand why Apple does what it does here. I'm not convinced that's in the consumer best interest. Unlike the walled garden, which I think is in consumer's best interest, and and you were free to to not choose Apple. Uh, Well, the the issue I see here with the consumer is if you have 10 shops down the street and they're all authorized, one or two are Apple stores with the Genius Bar and you have several stores that are third parties that have authorization to sell Apple products and make repairs. That's one thing. But if you live in a little town where the only thing you have to fix an iPhone or an iPad is the concession at Walmart or at a mall, a shopping mall, here's the repair shop. That's the only one you've got to do your repair. Otherwise, you have to either travel somewhere, which is inconvenient to you, or you have to mail it in. I think in that situation, it makes a lot of sense. And that's where you have to look at it. That it's the convenience of the customer. Or if the customer is skilled and they are capable of making the repair themselves, all right, sell them the part. I mean, if I want to do my own oil change, the guy in the parts room over at the local VW or Toyota dealership is not going to say, I can't sell you a, a oil filter or spark plugs or something. Yeah, but... But auto manufacturers do sell authorized parts. It's just third parties are free to make unauthorized parts. So how does that situation resolve? If the state mandates it, and I think the state, if they care at all about their citizens, will probably approve something like this. Apple can lobby till the cows come home. But different states are going to approve laws like this. And eventually, Apple is just going to have to accept it. Yeah, maybe. Uh, I mean, of course, federal legislation could always um, uh, supersede any kind of uh, state-level legislation. But that's not going to happen under this administration. Probably not. That's that. Yeah, probably under this Congress and this administration, probably not. Right, but if individual states do it, Apple at some point is going to have to accept that. 
I think in what about in Europe? Do you know how it stands there? I think that right um, I think that uh, Europe is much more likely to to mandate uh, something like right to repair than any given state. Certain, certainly than lots of states. I mean, Europe Europe takes uh, consumer protection much more seriously than the United States federal government ever has, and any state government ever has. So Here overall, this is where the thing is going to go. Yeah, um, I don't know, man. I, I I hear in your voice a a bias towards this happening. I'm not really sure that it will. Well, right now, according to this article in Apple Insider, state houses in Illinois, Kansas, Massachusetts, Minnesota, New York, Tennessee, and Wyoming are currently considering similar bills to the one that's being considered in Nebraska. Now, yeah, if one consider. or two approve it, it's not a big deal. But if New York does, suddenly it's a major deal. Yeah, if New York does, yeah, right. It's a question, I think, of individual responsibility. And as you say... Apple's concern is they don't want to be on the hook for some unknown third party screwing up your product. But the midway solution is to simply free them of obligation. That if a shop agrees to fix your iPhone, they accept responsibility to make sure it's done right. Yeah, that's not going to happen. You can't. You can't. I know. I, again, I, I haven't read this legislation, Gene. Um, I can't see how you can you can give consumers a statutory right to repair without keeping the companies on the hook for warranty that's the big thing that i would have the biggest problem with is is apple being is apple being on the hook for warranty repair any company being on the hook for for warranty repairs when um uh when anybody can go about mucking with the product uh, and again, reasonable people can disagree on that. People can be yelling at me right now and saying, you know, it's it's my phone. I should be able to do whatever I want to with it. I get that. I mean, that's, yeah, but I think if the individual damages their product, Apple and any company have the right to say, we can't cover your warranty. You damaged your own hardware. If I throw my phone across the room and it smashes the screen and I take it to the Apple store, replace it under warranty. Well, you threw it across the room, right? Okay, whatever. The point is here, if you damage it beyond the warranty limitations on replacing cracked screens, which is in there, if you go beyond that and damaging a product, that's your problem, okay? That is your problem. There's no way that could be covered under warranty. It wouldn't even make sense to me. I mean, if I break something in my car and then go to the dealer and say, fix it, okay, it costs $600, they're not going to expect to honor the warranty on a new car if I damage it. Nobody would. But if you go to a third-party dealer, that's where the responsibilities have to be considered. Does a dealer, in agreeing to accept this thing, assume the responsibility to fix any damage they cause? Wouldn't they have to? But that still, that still doesn't address the warranty side of things. It really doesn't. And, and, well, it and, does I mean, to the about extent compl- that the dealer, okay, it would if the dealer has to take responsibility for damage, for a bad repair, yeah, but, but Apple doesn't have to worry about Gene, it. Gene, who's going to adjudicate that? Who's going to decide that? 
Well, the, I mean, are we gonna we're gonna set up some special courts to? I mean, I know I know that you're not actually suggesting this, and I'm being I'm being a jerk. I don't, and I don't mean to be a jerk. The, the, my point is that that some kind of bureaucracy is going to end up having to decide that. And even if the bureaucracy is entirely on Apple side, now you're essentially mandating uh, a whole new you know a whole new level of customer service or a whole new level of infrastructure that that a, that a company has to provide. It's I mean, it's. It's not a simple. It's not a simple thing. I, I I have a lot of empathy for anyone who comes down absolutely on the on the right of the consumer to do with their product as they wish. I get that. I'm just not sure that Apple should be required to uh, to cover it if uh, if um, when 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 the when the terms when the when the terms are known when you buy. I still think it would be the same thing. Allow it. And then Apple is off the hook in the sense of any damage caused by that repair they're not responsible for. If they determine that that third party replaced that screen, because they're going to want to know, they can say, "Hey." So you're still you're still imposing a level. You're still imposing a a a new kind of service on on Apple. What you're saying to Apple is you got to sell the part, period. And you're you're off the hook if somebody else damages your product. Yeah, it's, that's it's insanely it. complicated, man. That's insane. That's it, right there. Very simple. Insanely, no, it's not. It's complicated. It's complicated it's someone, anyway. Someone's got to figure this stuff out. If you bring your iPhone into repair right now, and they determine that it has a third-party battery in it, they'll say, "Well, we're not responsible for whatever happens with that battery." Okay. As long as you know your responsibility, do what you want to do. You know, Apple could still say, well, you know, if that battery replacement doesn't damage anything else, Apple still has to warrant the rest of it. But the battery is warranted by the company who Again, made the repair for you. Wouldn't that be wanting, the case? I, I, I disagree. I think where we where you and I are disagreeing right now is on the on the acceptable level of complexity that's being imposed upon in this case, a manufacturer, and in particular, the manufacturer, Apple. Yeah, but you see, I'm looking at the consumer side of it. Yeah, I realize As that. a consumer, I, I understand if there's an Apple store or an authorized dealer down the street. I understand the sense of fixing it there, though if the price is a lot higher, I've got to evaluate that. But if I'm an inconvenience because there's nobody there, I'm living in a town of 4,000 people, and I'd have to drive 120 miles to get to the authorized shop. Why should I be inconvenienced? Why should I have to ship it away if there's a guy down the street who'll fix it? That's where you're looking at the problem. That's the dilemma that has to be considered. It's not the normal situation where we assume there's an accessible repair shop. It is the abnormal situation, if we assume it's that, where there isn't any. That's inconveniencing the customer. Well, so they're right, right. right now. We got more to right, come with Brian Chaffin of the Mac Observer arguing over who knows what on the Tech Night Out Live. You are listening to GCN. Visit GCNlive.com today. Attack of the Rockoids has been well-received by critics and readers alike. It's a -a thrill-a-minute story you'll never forget. 
A former U.S. military intelligence officer is haunted by intense dreams about a beautiful woman pleading for his help after a terrible battle in outer space. But the dreams turn out to be true and thrust him into a telepathic love affair with a woman whose faraway planet is intent on destroying the Earth. And now the gripping tale continues in The Coming of the Protectors. It's the second book of the Rockoids trilogy, a galaxy-spanning adventure that pits our hapless heroes against powerful, fanatical enemies that threaten the lives of freedom-loving beings everywhere. Attack of the Rockoids and The Coming of the Protectors, classic science fiction at its best, available now. For more details, visit rockoids.com. That's R-O-C-K-O-I-D-S dot com. Being self-reliant is about being prepared and to do what you need to have your own source of renewable energy. Portable Solar LLC offers the most powerful EMP-hardened solar system on the market that is transportable from place to place. And the best part? It's very affordable. Contact them at PortableSolarLLC.com or call for details at 972-575-8875. SolArc EMP-hardened solar generator energy insurance for your family or business. Call Portable Solar LLC today or go to PortableSolarLLC.com to check out their patent-pending technology. In these uncertain times, it makes sense to have a sustainable backup method to cook food and boil water. If your current plan includes using a fuel-burning stove or cooking over an open fire, then there's a much better way. The Miniman Rocket Stove is a biomass-burning cooking stove that only requires small quantities of sticks and twigs for fuel. The Miniman Stove is easy to use, smokeless, portable, powerful, and sustainable. For the finest in survival cooking stoves and fire starters made right here in the USA, go to MinutemanStove.com. That's MinutemanStove.com. Welcome back to the Tech Night Out Live, where you never know what's going to happen next. And now, here's Gene Steinberg. So, Brian Chaffin, you see my point here. No, I don't see your point at all. You don't see it. That if you have no convenient way to fix that iPhone... Right Except now, the guy down you, the street yeah, who's right now, not authorized by Apple. You, what do you do? You, you can go to that guy, but Apple's off the hook for any future warranty repairs. I actually think that's pretty reasonable. Right. I understand if something is damaged. But if there's nothing damaged and it still works fine, why should Apple be off the hook for warranty? It should only be in the instance of damage. What, why not go ahead and let the almighty consumer be the one who's in charge of that choice and vote with their wallet and go with some company that doesn't impose that sort of restriction? There you go. It's a very interesting debate because yeah, both and, people and, are right. It's one of those situations where you have this moral dilemma where the customer is right to have the right. But the manufacturer has the right also to say, you know what, we want to make sure that our products are repaired by people who are skilled to repair them, and we have quality standards we want to meet. And if you fix it by a third party who doesn't do as well as we do, we don't want to bear that responsibility. Um, Here's where I would be entirely in your camp, is if it was illegal for me to open up my iPhone, like Apple, Apple, you know, uh, I would have zero empathy for that. I should be able to do to my iPhone what I want, but the idea of that having the possible ramification of voiding my warranty, I think is reasonable. I don't think, like, I should be able to do with my iPhone what I want, but Apple shouldn't be on the hook for uh, for repairing it. 
if if I do so. That and 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 I guess I guess that's that's where I fall. That's my line in this particular sand. I should be able to do to my iPhone what I want to do to it. But if I'm doing something outside of 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 what Apple says uh, is covered by warranty repairs, then Apple shouldn't be on the hook for any future warranty repairs. My limitation is there only for damage. If the repair does not damage the product, the warranty continues. And I have a feeling if they open that iPhone, they'll know in two seconds if it's caused by a faulty repair. Well, okay, so now what happens when Apple says that it was a third party, that, that, that there was damage, and maybe you didn't actually even have a repair? You're adding a level of complexity that I think is going to just be a nuisance for everybody concerned. Well, how is it a nuisance for the customer to get the thing fixed where they want? Now, in the end of the day, though, whoever fixes your gear is responsible by themselves. Forgetting about Apple's responsibility, the shop down the street, even if he's unauthorized or she is unauthorized, is responsible as soon as they take that responsibility to open the case and put in a part. They're responsible. But if they can get the real part, at least there's the hope that if they're reasonably skilled, you'll get What's the repair skin- done properly. We're assuming worst case scenario here that they What's screw it up. What's your skin in this game? What's your skin in this game? Like, why do you care so much about this? I only care if I'm in a situation where I want to get the repair done, I can't afford Apple or it's not near me. I had a situation here where my son was visiting us from Spain. He has an iPhone 5C, long, long out of warranty. He can go to the Apple store to fix the battery because the battery was, you know, on its last legs and pay, I don't know, what, $79, whatever the price is. But the guy at the Walmart store could do it for $39. Where is he going to go? If the person at the Walmart store screws up his iPhone 5C, that person is fully responsible for replacing it. It's already out of warranty. So, I mean, this this, this wouldn't even be affected by a right to repair law. But what if there was a situation here where it was still under warranty and we weren't near an Apple store and he needed to go, get it fixed. Go do do what you want to do and go do what you want to do and understand that it's, that it's going to void your warranty if you're going to an unauthorized repair place. Giddy up. Let's see how the laws go. Okay? Yeah, fair enough. All right. Uh, here, I, I have one more bias on this, Gene. Okay. Um, by and large... I don't trust state legislatures to handle issues like this. Or any issue, as a matter of fact. Well, no, there are some things that state state legislatures are ideally suited to handle. Things that things that that uh, uh, things that deal with that state. Uh, but when it comes to when it comes to uh, regulating the electronics industry, I much prefer that to be done at the uh, at the federal level uh, than at the state level. Well, this is a state's rights argument, which is, and this is slightly political, but let's not favor a political party. And that is here, if the states do things differently, as you cross the border, it's like having a different set of laws. And we understand there are terms and conditions with insurance and everything that might differ. But if major laws are so different from state to state, it's like you're going in another country. It's not just another state. It's each state is acting like an independent country. At what point is the line of demarcation where something for all practical purposes should be done on the country level 
and something would naturally fall within the local jurisdiction. That's the argument. How far can the local jurisdiction act before it's doing something that would make a lot more sense and would be a lot better for people if it was done on a nationwide basis so you wouldn't have to go through this crazy quilt set of laws and restrictions when you cross a state border. Or, for example, you're living in Minnesota and now your job takes you to North Dakota and you have a whole new set of laws there. It's like going to another country. Where is that fair? I'm a lot more uh, sympathetic with the idea that a state should be able to decide whether or not you can buy alcohol or from whom you can buy alcohol. Um, Or even what drinking age uh, one might have. I'm a lot less uh, sympathetic with the idea that that, uh, electronic manufacturer regulations should vary from state to state. I'm just, you know, I'm just I'm not I'm just not a big fan of states rights. To, to begin with, and while states' rights has a, has a major political overtone when it's usually used, this is sort of a states' rights. Uh, this is a much more of you know banal uh, example of, of of states' rights to be able to to do their own regulations. I would think something like this should be the province of the Federal Trade Commission. Mm-hmm. It shouldn't be okay. a law. It should be the Federal Trade Commission looking over the situation, saying, you know what? Here's a set of regulations that all companies have to follow in all states. And you know that when you fix your iPhone, whether it's authorized or unauthorized, these are the terms that well, apply, period. The, the FTC itself is, is the product, and, and therefore everything the FTC does is the product of a law. And sometimes laws are passed to override, change, modify, or set what uh, agencies like the FTC might actually do. So. There can still be quite a role for uh, the legislative process on something like this, um, but I'm kind of being pedantic because I essentially agree with you. You just want to be a pain in the arse. No, I, you know I'm I'm as as we say on the Apple Context Machine and TDO, I'm mostly pedantic. Okay, when Tim Cook says at the Apple shareholders meeting, mm-hmm. you know, in essence, we love our pros. And we love our creative people. Does that mean that there's a new Mac Pro coming? Well, uh, here's... Okay, so now I'm going to get my cranky pants on. You can say that, but when you don't release hardware for your pros, you're not showing it. You're not proving it. You're not demonstrating it. Apple can say it loves its pros, but when Apple cancels pro software like Aperture, when um, uh, updates to Final Cut Pro are slow, when the when Apple is selling a three-year and eight-month-old design for the Mac Pro at brand new prices, when Apple cancels its uh, 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 professional display. Right. Show me the money. Show me. I mean, you know, Apple can say it it, it cares about these customers all at once. It's not demonstrating it. Okay, we'll have a show me the money argument in our next segment with Brian Chaffin of the Mac Observer on the Tech Night Out Live. (laughs) Neighbors, I want to tell you about my favorite graphics app. It's the award winning graphic converter. 
You know, Graphic Converter is the universal genius for photo editing on your Mac. Join over one and a half million loyal users for this Swiss Army Knife photo editing app. It gives you all you expect from a top-flight image editing app with tons of features, and most important, it's easy to use. It's also far less expensive than that other app that you can only get by subscription. You know, the one I'm talking about. What's more, you can get 20% off with your order right now. So write this down to learn about Graphic Converter. Go to www.lemkesoft.de slash gene. Let me spell that. www.lemkesoft.de slash gene. Have you checked your Google search results lately? Search results are usually the first impression that people form of you or your business. So make sure that they create a positive impression with ReputationDefender.com. What the Internet says about you can have a big impact on your life and your livelihood, even if it's not true. Fortunately, you can now control how you look online and in online search results with ReputationDefender.com. Call 800-831-0771 now. That's 800-831-0771 for your free reputation. Reputation analysis. If you have negative material from an ex-employee, upset patient, or former client, newspaper article, legal issue, social media, or other source showing up in your search results, you can combat it with ReputationDefender.com. Our dedicated experts in patented technology can help make your online search results look their best. Call 800-831-0771 to learn more. 800-831-0771. That's 800-831-0771. Or visit ReputationDefender.com. I'm Rick Osick, president of Famous Footwear. Did you know that premature birth is the number one killer of babies in the United States? Or that survivors can face a lifetime of serious health problems? But you can help. Join me and Famous Footwear for the March for Babies Walk. We'll work together to raise funds for research and programs that help the March of Dimes fight premature birth and birth defects and improve the health of moms and babies. Start your team today at marchforbabies.org. Dr. Joe Wallach is not your typical doctor. Both a veterinarian and naturopathic physician, Dr. Wallach asked, why does America spend more money on health care by far and yet ranks 50th in health and longevity worldwide? The doctor believes that people should be empowered with a basic understanding of nutrition, then take charge of their life to attain optimal health and longevity through nutrition, not by toxic prescription drugs that lead to side effects, requiring more toxic prescription drugs. Talk about being dependent on drug companies to our own destruction, no less. This is clearly a deadly recipe. Doc Wallach's message is resonating with an increasing number of Americans who are waking up to all the government and big pharma manipulation of our health care system. I like what Doc Wallach is saying and doing to enlighten people and have joined forces to help this tireless crusader spread his message. Visit GCNminerals.com and listen to Dr. Wallach's deadly recipes lecture. It makes a lot of sense and I invite you to join the GCN Minerals team. Go to GCNminerals.com. That's GCNminerals.com. This is Dan Pilla. Do you owe the IRS money you can't pay? Are tax debts crippling you? I've defended people from the IRS for over 30 years. I've helped thousands and I can help you too. I wrote the book on IRS settlement and I'm telling you, there's no such thing as a hopeless case. Call 800-34-NO-TAX to finally get free of IRS debt. With the IRS's new programs, there's never been a better time to solve your problem. Call 800-34-NO-TAX. That's 800-34-NO-TAX or my website, danpilla.com.
We'd like to hear from you. If you have a comment or question about the Tech Night Owl Live, please send it to news at technightowl.com. That's news at technightowl.com. If you'd like to discuss today's show with fellow Night Owls, visit our community forums at forum.technightowl.com. That's forum.technightowl.com. So your argument, which makes a lot of sense, Tim Cook can say all he wants about how they love their pros. We want to see some action. Show us the money. Show us the action. Show us the products. Show us what you're doing. Don't tell us about the great roadmap for desktops because you haven't done anything with desktops for almost a year and a half now. Yeah, a year and a half on the IMAX. Three years and eight months for the Mac Pro. Well, yes, Apple, except it didn't come out till December I, I, of 2013. Yeah, the, okay, so it's really prob- three no, years no, no, and no, three no, no. months. No, 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 no. The fact that it took Apple six months to ship a product that was announced in June of 2013, I think, right? And they shipped it in December of 2013 does not mean that you should only judge that product by the, the December standards. Because when it was designed... The components that were in it were the best products available. By the time it shipped, that wasn't necessarily the case. And it's certainly not the case today. So I'm going to judge it by when it was announced, not by when it shipped. All right, we're quibbling over a few months here. The point is here that whether it's three years, three years, three months, or two years, or a year and a half, it's still too long. It is still too long, especially when Apple is charging those same prices. Apple is is charging for you today. when I mean, like... The video cards in the Mac Pro are essentially garbage compared to for at the pro level compared to what are, what's being offered today by AMD and, and Nvidia. Yet Apple is still charging three grand to start with that with that machine. Is that right? Is it three grand or two grand? I say that and I instantaneously doubt it myself. What for the Mac Pro? Three grand. It's, it starts at three grand, right? It's just, it's just it's incomprehensible. It's incomprehensible that Apple is still shipping that same product at those same prices. It's incomprehensible. It makes no sense to me whatsoever. And, it, and, and that's not even that's not even to, to get into the argument that it was that it was not a, a, a form factor ideally su- suited to professional use. That's not even that's not that's not even looking at that. I'll look at that. I think it was a misfire. Period. All right, I'm I'm not going to fight you on that. I, I want Apple. Well, to take, that'd be a change. I want Apple to take better better care of pros, and the reason why I want Apple to take better care of pros not only do do uh, do I fancy myself a pro even though I'm not. Um, there is uh, I believe that there is a halo effect that goes with professional users, and that halo effect is when is when you see Apple products on TV shows. Uh, product placement because it's not product placement. Apple is not placing that product. Apple is not paying for that product placement. And in the vast majority of cases, Apple isn't even loaning out the hardware. Right? Apple Apple doesn't do much of that. And and the one of the reasons why you see all those Apple products in movies and TV shows is because the people making those movies and TV shows are Mac users. And they want good-looking hardware. They want the hardware that they know, and they want the hardware that they love. And this, this especially goes back to the days when uh, when Apple was uh, beleaguered and, and, and in trouble 
Um, they wanted to, you know, they wanted to, to, you know, show this, the, the, the hardware that, that they loved and used on a daily basis to do their jobs. They wanted that reflected in the shows. Now, in addition, addition to that, you've got, uh, the reality that, um, uh, TV show makers, uh, uh, movie makers, they often want the, the characters to be using sexy looking hardware. And of course, Apple tends to make the sexiest hardware on the planet. Now was the other thing too, sometimes what you have is the villain uses the Dell yes, and the hero uses the Mac. But I suspect here when you start seeing things like a Microsoft surface on a TV show, Microsoft sent them a check. That's product placement. That's paid for. That's uh, that's absolutely paid for. Exactly. You know, and it, especially when it's a ham-fisted. Uh, uh, hey, what do you have there? Oh, this is my <laughs> this is my Microsoft uh, or this is my uh, Windows uh, phone, and and all I have to do is this and this. And that. There was there was an episode of Castle where that happened. It was a really ham-fisted bit of product placement. But it, 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 there's there's another aspect too. When you go into a recording studio, you're usually going to see Apple hardware. And this matters because of all those various it's, – it's not just, of course, when other musicians go into the, to the professional studios and they see the Mac hardware being used and they want to use what the professionals are using. But then there's also you know, all the behind-the-scenes videos, uh, any kind of, um, any kind of uh, 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 studio setting in any kind of a drama, uh, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. You end up seeing the professionals using this the uh, Mac hardware, and that – encourages people to buy it and if those people leave the mac which is starting to happen it is starting to happen when those people leave the mac you will eventually not see apple hardware in movies and tv shows you will eventually not find apple hardware in recording studios and uh, there's this this uh, that Free advertising that Apple gets, that free endorsement that Apple essentially gets, is going to go away if people leave the platform. So and why doesn't Tim Cook realize this? Well, I, first of all, Tim Cook is smarter than me. Second of all, Tim Cook has access to information that I don't have. Maybe Tim Cook is right. What I think is that they sort of took their eye off the Mac ball, and Apple's leadership team is tiny. For a company of its size, tiny. There is a, there are a handful of people making, ultimately making every decision at Apple, and I, I think that they they got stretched thin wor- working on bringing new products to market, new products that we haven't seen yet. Trying to develop things like the Apple Car, trying to whatever they're doing in the AR world, uh, and whatever else they're doing that we haven't actually had any rumors about yet. I mean, I, I think they just. I think their attention just got stretched too thin. It's the only thing that makes any sense to me. Well, then maybe when Tim Cook said what he said, he was admitting, look, maybe we didn't keep our eye on the ball, but we get the message now and we'll do something. I hope so, Gene. I hope so. You know, we I wrote in um, November or December, I did a piece saying that this list proves that Apple didn't accomplish anything in 2016. And it was because Apple shipped a total of 14 new products. In 2016, 14 new products, only 14 new products that Apple ship, which is ridiculous. In January, Apple put out a, uh, a point update to Logic, just a point update. I think it was from point two to point three, or 10.2 to 10.3 or something like that. And 
Apple actually issued a press release for that, which is like really weird. Apple doesn't issue press releases for point updates, but they did for this logic release. And, and I'm thinking it's because Apple is, in fact, feeling the heat for not shipping anything. You know, as, as we've been putting it at the Mac Observer, as John Keat has, was the first to say, Apple has been doing less and less with more and more. I mean, Apple has all of the money. Like, I mean, Apple essentially has unlimited money right now. In, in any practical measure, Apple has infinite money. In, in reality, they have like $240 billion in the bank. But there's, there's nothing that Apple can't do when it comes to money. Tomorrow, if they wanted to buy Dell or HP, chump change. We got more to come. Brian Chaffin of the Mac Observer. I'm Gene Steinberg. You're in the Tech Night How Live. Thank you for listening to GCN. Be sure to visit GCNlive.com today. Mass deportations, a ban on terrorist countries, protecting our border, a huge expansion of jobs. President Trump is really shaking up Washington and the media. David Horowitz's new book, Big Agenda, reveals Trump's secret plans. Now, Big Agenda is a New York Times bestseller. Newsmax calls it the best Trump book yet. Rush says you need to get it. It's in bookstores everywhere or get our free offer at 800-NEWSMAX, 800-NEWSMAX, or BigAgenda411.com. That's BigAgenda411.com. By now you know that wireless technology like cell phones do in fact pose dangers to the health and privacy of everyone. Blockit Pocket's wide range of products are unmatched in providing the protection you deserve. No scare tactics, just common sense. BlockitPocket.com offers quality American-made options to alleviate and eliminate these invisible dangers. Learn more at BlockitPocket.com or call 888-315-9618. BlockitPocket.com, enhancing health and privacy. Will the government protect your family from Iran and North Korea's newest weapon, EMP? We buy guns to protect ourselves. Home, health, and car insurance for accidents. Maybe you also have food storage. But how would you keep your refrigerator running in a long-term EMP blackout? Using tested military designs, the Solark EMP-hardened solar generator protects and powers your critical appliances for years without burying items underground or wrapping them in aluminum foil. Unlike other preps, Solark is used every day to help offset your electric bill automatically. Visit PortableSolarLLC.com to learn how easily expandable the system is. Solark is the most affordable and powerful solution on the market. The whole system even fits in the back of a pickup or SUV and can install in less than an hour. See for yourself why Solark beats other off-grid systems at PortableSolarLLC.com. Don't wait for the government. Go to PortableSolarLLC.com to learn why Solark is energy insurance for your family. Today, how to incorporate your business in just 10 minutes so you won't lose everything if you get sued. Step one, stop putting it off. If you're not incorporated and someone sues your business tomorrow, it's not just your business at risk. You can lose everything, your home, your car, even your life savings. Step two, call the following number for a free 10-minute incorporation guide from incorporate.com. 1-800-945-1063. They don't provide legal or financial advice. They just make incorporating quick and easy. So you can incorporate or form an LLC in just 10 minutes. That number again is 1-800-945-1063. Step three, congratulate yourself. By taking just 10 minutes to incorporate your business or form an LLC, you protected your home, your car, and your life savings. And that is how you incorporate your business in just 10 minutes. 
But hurry while they're still giving away these 10-minute incorporation guides for free. Call 1-800-945-1063. That's 1-800-945-1063. Individuals and businesses with tax problems, listen carefully. Do you feel like you're losing control over your finances? If you owe over $10,000 in back taxes or have unfiled tax returns, we can help you take back control. The IRS is the largest and most aggressive collection agency in the world, and they can seize your bank account, garnish your paycheck, close your business, and file criminal charges. Take control of your tax problems now by calling the experts at Tax Mediation Services and take advantage of the Fresh Start program and new laws that may allow us to negotiate a settlement for the lowest amount possible. Our team of tax attorneys and enrolled agents can stop collections and get you protected so you can take control of your financial future. Tax Mediation Services is accredited by the Better Business Bureau. Call now for a free case review and a price protection guaranteed quote. Call Tax Mediation Services now at 800-615-7709. That's 800-615-7709. You're listening to the Tech Night Owl Live with Gene Steinberg. You never know what's going to happen next. Okay, so the release of the Logic Pro upgrade mm-hmm. shows something, we hope. It was a I, recent I update to Final Cut Pro 10. And Apple has been coming out with a pretty steady stream of updates there that are for professionals, not for prosumers. A lot of features there professionals appear to want. But Final Cut Pro 10, I think they really blew that one. I think they blew it because when it first came out, and this is the video editing software, folks, when it first came out, we had the Final Cut Pro 7. They come out with this product with a new code base, and it doesn't have all the features yet. It's not quite complete. But if Apple said, hey, we're moving down a new branch, and over the next few years, you'll see great stuff. But right now, there are a few things it doesn't do. They'll be added and in the meantime, if you want to buy the old version, go ahead. I think they messed that up big time. Uh, yeah, I, I'm a little bit torn on that. Uh, one thing that Apple did mess up and and quickly walked back was releasing the, the new version of Final Cut Pro and then pulling the old version that had features that people needed. That comes with it, I think. I think well, that comes first. with it, the fact that they pulled the older version and then gave it a very poor PR support. They didn't explain what was going on yeah. in a way that would have satisfied the users, saying, oh, we got this version, we don't have to use it now, that's cool, but maybe in a few years we do, okay. But I think a lot of video professionals stayed put or left the platform because they felt Apple no longer cared. Yeah, that I think is the case. And Avid has been doing uh, a very, very good job of pushing its solutions for. I mean, and and don't get me wrong, Avid is bigger in the video, the professional video market to begin with. But I think Avid, Apple was getting market share with Final Cut Pro, and I think they ended up giving some of their market share back. And remember, too, an Avid's a lot more expensive. Yes. Well, and it's also a lot more capable. 
same thing, same thing with Logic. Pro Tools is the Avid-owned solution for mixing music. And Pro Tools does things that Logic does not. But Logic does a lot of things really, really well and is a fraction of the cost. And, and in particular, Logic is really, really good with MIDI stuff. Uh, so a lot of uh, desktop producers, a lot of desktop musicians like Logic. And uh, I, I happen to be one of them. I'm not much of a MIDI guy, but I definitely like working with uh, Logic more than I like working with, with uh, Pro Tools. But Pro Tools is more capable and more expensive. One suggestion I read is that Apple ought to buy up some of these Pro apps, more of them, and then make them exclusive to the Mac, like you have now with Final Cut Pro Ten and Logic Studio. Kind of like doing Microsoft, saying, okay, what we're going to do here is we're going to buy up this app, and we have the money for it, and then stick the Windows version on maintenance mode and force you to buy a Mac. That's what Apple did with uh, Final Cut Pro and Logic both. Those were both third-party apps that Apple bought, and uh, in both of those cases, kept to the Mac. Right, but in this particular case, buy some more stuff. Force them, yeah. lock them into the Mac. Yeah, I'm not. I mean, they could buy every app out there for chump change. Yeah, but but would they then maintain them? Right. That's why. Like, how many people are working on Logic today? How many people are working on Final Cut Pro today? How many people? I mean, like, you know, when's the last time we got an update to to the iWork platform? Okay. Well, in this case here, if Apple's going to spend ten, twenty, thirty billion buying up software companies. We assume they're going to buy the staff and the support people. Yeah. And, and, and they and would have to realize that the only way it makes sense is to fully support those products, but simply over time, push people towards Max. And to that end, I wish that Apple would do more along those lines. Like, for, for, for instance, on the pro line, one argument has been that Apple doesn't sell many Mac Pros, and that, you know, therefore, it's just not all that important to the company. And that may be the case, but I think that Apple is in a position to afford a loss leader. And and I would like for, I would, I don't know, I guess, I guess Gina, I would like for Apple to take the Mac more serious, more seriously than it does, even if it means keeping the product uh, as, as a loss leader. And, it, you know, one of the things, and I think we've discussed this before, Gene, one of the things that has always reassured me about the Mac is that Apple needs Macs to make iPhones and to make iPhone software, right? Apple is not going to be coding. It's not going to be uh, uh, running uh, 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 iOS code on an iPad Pro anytime soon. That stuff is is much more ideally suited to a desktop computer or, or even a professional uh, laptop. And because Apple needs those phones, it's not like Apple, you know, like my joke has been, you know, what is Apple going to use Windows like an animal? I mean, no. They're not going to replace all those Macs in, in, in Cupertino with Windows boxes. And that's been my sort of reassurance for uh, for 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 the, as Apple seemed to increasingly ignore the Mac more and more, that's been my reassurance. But it is time for Apple to put up on this, to put up or shut up, and don't don't tell us you care about pros. Getting back to your original question, don't tell us you care about pros when you're not demonstrating that you care about pros. 
the big difficult question here. I feel that he would not have said that if he didn't have something in mind, because Apple always has something going on when it makes a message. Even back when they introduced the 2013 Mac Pro, some weeks before the WWDC where it was launched, Tim Cook said something about a Mac Pro. It may not have been the Mac Pro that professionals wanted, but there was a product behind it. So I tend to think here in the two statements, the one about the desktops, plural roadmap as opposed to a singular, a roadmap for desktops and caring about pros, they have something going on. That remark wouldn't have come out if there wasn't something behind it. I I hope so. I I, I think that that's likely. I definitely hope so. And uh, I don't know, we'll, we'll, we'll hopefully see relatively soon. But I also want to see after that, I want to see Apple getting back to regular Mac updates. You know, it's not just the next, it's not just Apple finally releasing a new, a new Mac pro. It's going to be the Mac pro after that too. Apple needs to show that it really cares about this product line. Well, part of it there is that Intel's roadmap is kind of not as good as it used to be. You'd always have something every year to depend on. And now, for example, there was an argument that the MacBook Pro with Touch Bar should have had the KB Lake family chips. Well, the quad-core version of those chips wasn't available till after it shipped. So that's part of the problem there, that Apple is still constrained by Intel, and that the year-to-year improvements in the silicon weren't significant. I mean, you look at the benchmarks that a magazine would run. Well, we're testing the brand new MacBook Pro and it's 3% faster than last year. Who cares? I think having that incremental improvement, if that is what is available, is still important. For instance, in particular... It's not so much that I have the previous generation and I don't want to bother upgrading to the new generation, the new iteration, because it's only 3% faster. Yeah, okay, I get that. But what about the person who has a five-year-old MacBook Pro and they want to replace it? Do they want to replace it with technology from a year and a half ago, or do they want to replace it for technology from two months ago? we got more to come with Brian Chaffin of the Mac Observer. I'm Gene Steinberg. You're in the Tech Night Out Live. Thank you for listening to GCN. Be sure to visit GCNlive.com today. As you know, neighbors, web hosting can be pretty cheap, but not all hosting is the same. DreamHost wins best of awards year after year, You get unlimited disk space, unlimited bandwidth, and even the low-cost plans put your sites on high-performance SSDs. Want to know more about what DreamHost has to offer? Go to technightowl.com slash host. Once again, that's technightowl.com slash host.
First came Attack of the Rockoids, and it was a critically acclaimed success. And now there is the coming of the Protectors. A former military intelligence man is contacted by a space woman in a dream. A dream that turns out to be a nightmare, because evil forces on our distant planet are planning to conquer the Earth. This is gripping science fiction of the classic kind. Attack of the Rockoids and the coming of the Protectors. Find out more at Rockoids.com. That's Rockoids, R-O-C-K-O-I-D-S, dot com. Have you ever wanted a shortcut to getting the underground secrets to making money online and seriously grow your business? Whether it's a new business, a part-time income, or an existing business, you have this incredible limited offer to get a copy of this Amazon best-selling book on dot-com success for free. Uncover the success factors to make your business ignite. Go to secretsignite.com. That's secretsignite.com. Get your free copy now. Go to secretsignite.com. Paid non-attorney spokesperson Adam Pulaski of the Pulaski Law Firm with principal office in Houston, Texas is the attorney responsible for the content of this ad. This ad is not legal advice and the choice of a lawyer should not be based solely upon advertisement. Services may not be available in all states. Attention Zarelto users. If you or a loved one took Zarelto and suffered a serious bleeding event, you may be entitled to financial compensation. Zarelto is a popular prescription blood thinner used to prevent blood clots and protect patients from strokes. These serious bleeding events have led to numerous cases of hospitalization and even death. Phone lines are open 24-7. Call 800-261-0937. That's 800-261-0937. Mass deportations, a ban on terrorist countries, protecting our border, a huge expansion of jobs. President Trump is really shaking up Washington and the media. David Horowitz's new book, Big Agenda, reveals Trump's secret plans. Now, Big Agenda is a New York Times bestseller. Newsmax calls it the best Trump book yet. Rush says you need to get it. It's in bookstores everywhere or get our free offer at 800-NEWSMAX, 800-NEWSMAX, or BigAgenda411.com. That's BigAgenda411.com. Hi there, I'm Bob Eubanks. You know, as part of Hollywood for a long time, I've seen my fair share of celebrities get in trouble with the IRS. Well, there's one name I trust, the Tax Defense Group. They're the most trusted name in tax. So if you owe more than $10,000 to the IRS, you really need to call my friends at the Tax Defense Group. Ignoring the IRS is not the solution. They can garnish your paycheck, levy your bank accounts, seize your home or business. But the Tax Defense Group could put a stop to all of that and tailor a program that would reduce your tax debt to pennies on the dollar. you got to love that. So don't just take my word for it. Call them. Find out for yourself. They offer a 100% satisfaction guarantee. And they're open 24 hours a day because they know that tax debt doesn't sleep either. Call now for your free and confidential tax analysis from the most trusted name in tax. Call 800-361-6907. 800-361-6907. Water is the single most important thing your body needs, so you want to be sure it's the best for you and your family. Since 2005, thousands have depended on Berkey Purified Water. The Berkey Guy provides the lowest priced filtration systems in every size. For incredibly delicious water now and in an emergency, Get to GoBerkey.com or call 877-886-3653. 877-886-3653. GoBerkey.com. You're listening to the Tech Night Owl live with Gene Steinberg. You never know what's going to happen next. One more segment with Brian Chaffin and the point he just raised 
is that even if the performance improvement in new Intel Silicon is very slight, you could at least say, I got the 2017 version. Yeah. Yeah, that's, that, that's super important. And, and, you know, we saw three quarters in a row where Mac sales were down year over year. And this is in contrast with all of the quarters for the previous 10 years, except for one, where Mac sales uh, were up and Apple was growing its, its, its Mac market share. Right. And then we had three quarters in a row where sales were down year over year for the Mac. And then, boom, Apple found one weird trick for boosting Mac sales. Apple actually released a new machine. And lo and behold, December Mac sales were up year over year. To me, I'm hoping that that was also a wake up call for Apple that, like, you know, someone at One Infinite Loop, soon to be Apple Park, said, huh. You mean if we release new machines, more people will buy them? Well, that's an interesting idea. Why don't we do that? Why don't we do more of that? Well, maybe they also have longer-term plans for some of these updates. I understand the iMac because they didn't have the KB Lake chips, but they may have longer-term plans for the Mac Pro that were not fulfilled yet. They may be waiting on something from this spring, the next generation Intel Silicon, or some kind of case redesigned to better accommodate the needs to add internal storage, whatever it is. There may be a plan there, and they skipped a couple of generations to get there. Yeah, but don't skip anything. Don't skip anything. Release uh, new video cards. You know, if you're going to be pushing Thunderbolt 3, don't be shipping a Mac Pro with Thunderbolt 2, right? More storage, right? I mean, you know, there have been other things that have changed with the internal components of the Mac Pro that Apple could have shipped. And it didn't have to be a brand new form factor. It it would just be updated components. And fine, maybe Apple can't change, although there have been new processors that have been released at the pro level, right? But but there are other things that Apple could update. And if it's an iterative improvement, that's fine. Just offer me brand new technology and not three-year, eighth-month-old technology. So if the 2017 car only has two minor feature updates from the 2016, but is otherwise identical, it's a 2017. Yeah. And I'll take the 2017. Yeah. Make me feel good about about spending my money. Well, let's hope that Apple has been chastened and that something will happen. But right now, the only media event we're hearing about is maybe there's going to be a new iPad Pro lineup and another iPad configuration for april and now we're seeing new advertising for ipads mm-hmm. take it beyond the pc mm-hmm. remember though with the ipads they did have pretty much new models last year these ipad pros and it really didn't stop the sales erosion well okay yeah you say that but ipad pro 12.9 inch was not updated after a year and when iPad Pro 9.7 inch was introduced, it had been a year and five months since the iPad Air 2 was released. So both of those updates were not in Apple's previous schedule. Well, uh, then if their new models are coming out next month. Right. So if new models come out next month for iPad Pro 9.7 inch, that'll be a year and that'll be great. The 12.9 inch model to me is overdue for an update and that I want to see those things updated every year. And iPad Mini, when, when was iPad Mini is also, I think, a year and five months old? I have thoroughly forgotten. 
I think the iPad Mini 4 was basically the parts from the iPad Air 2. Right. You're right. So that actually makes them quite old. But but it was in, that was introduced last year. So iPad is another area where, you know, again, Apple has all of the money. So put out something every year. The, the, the iPhones have new aspects every year. So why don't you go ahead and do that with the iPad line? And maybe Apple misjudged tablets, or maybe people simply get more use out of their iPads than we're used to seeing from uh, iPhones and, and, and Macs. If Apple has, every year, once again, dependable iPad updates, maybe the people who have the four-year-old iPad will be more tempted to upgrade. Well, they haven't come up with a model. Maybe they don't care. I won't care either. But they see constant promotion. They say, you know what? I got this old iPad. Maybe I should get a new one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. Yep. Put out new products, man. It's amazing. It's amazing what that might do for your sales. And with Apple's resources, you know, none of it makes sense to me, some of the decisions they make. Like we go back to the Mac Mini 2014. That could have been updated twice by now. But the more important thing is here, Apple cuts $100 off the price and they eliminate the ability to upgrade memory. Why? I don't know. I don't know. I can't. I won't defend that. That makes no sense. A lot of nope. things they do don't make any sense, but we're going to see what's going to happen this coming year. Do you think Apple got it? There's going to be more new Apple products in 2017? I do. I do think that. I do think that. I, I think you, you used the word uh, chastened or chastised. I hope that Apple feels that. I hope that that's why we saw this, this press release for a point update on Logic, and I hope that that's why uh, Tim Cook uh, said what he said at the shareholder meeting. I'm hoping that Apple gets it, you know, like, like even my, my ongoing joke about, you know, Apple found one weird, uh, one weird trick for goosing Mac sales. And that was to introduce new Macs. I'm, I'm hoping that Apple has been reminded of that and is, is appropriately taking, uh, g- giving that, giving those product lines, um, uh, the attention they need. Of course, the thing with Apple is it's so difficult to actually get any questions answered you see these press availabilities oh tim cook or eddie q they sat down for an interview and you seldom see a question asked that relates to any of this stuff as if the people who get these press opportunities are afraid they're so afraid to say something that will upset tim cook or these other people they don't ask the questions they're afraid what the pr department's going to say we're not going to give you any background information on Apple anymore. It's like they're cowering in fear. But if all the media did the same thing and Apple needs the attention and coverage anyway, I think they would be more responsible in giving information. It's not that they're forced to tell you about the next product. But if you say, hey, it's been three years since we had a Mac Pro. Are you still interested in the Mac Pro? They have to say something beyond we don't comment on future products because that would at least imply there's a future product. Well, I, I think actually, you know, Apple, I, I, I've noted for a long time that Apple's PR department is unique in the world. Their, their job is not to get you to say something about their company. Their job is to control what you say about, about their company. And I think where Apple will fill the heat is, is mainstream coverage of professional markets leaving the Mac. 
that's the kind of thing that that, that Apple's probably going to pay attention to more more so than than journalists asking questions because I think Apple is going to just continue. You know, Apple's going to do what Apple does so well, which is play coy about anything that they want to play coy about. But they're going to they, Apple notices coverage. They know what people are saying about them. They may or may not care about what any given person is saying, but they they do know about it. We All know right. they know about it. They know. There you go. We also know that Brian Chaffin is going to tell you right now where you can find more of the stuff he does. I am the editor-in-chief of the Mac Observer at MacObserver.com. You can find my personal blog at GeekTells.com. You can find us on Twitter as Tech Night Owl. There's also a Tech Night Owl fan club on Facebook. I didn't even know it existed until somebody joined it the other day. So I've got to look at that. These things come out of the blue. You never know. You could also really support the show if you join Tech Night Owl Plus at pluspl.us.technightowl.com. That's plus.technightowl.com. We offer a commercial-free version of this show for a modest weekly, monthly, five-year lifetime subscription rate. Plus.technightowl.com. Brian Chaffin in rant mode. Definitely. Yeah, a little bit. A little bit. A little bit. Thanks for joining us on the Tech Night Owl Live. Thanks for having me, Gene. The Tech Night Owl Live is a copyrighted presentation of Making the Impossible Incorporated. We'll be back next week. Same bad time, same bad channel.